Um, hi guys. Uh, welcome back to our what is it fourth episode. Um, my name is Lorraine.com, as you already know. Um, and we're very happy because today we're actually doing video for the first time. Yay! Four episodes in. So. <laughs> so again, I'm Lorraine.com, and I am very excited because today we have a very, very special guest. Um, well, before I introduce her, I want to let you guys know that, of course, PIC is here in the room with us. I'm in the background. Hi. I'm in the back Hi, scene. <laughs> here, here. You'll be hearing from me. Um, we also do have our producer. We also have our producer, Mr. Um, Ray Zombie. In the cut. What's up, guys? Uh-huh. <laughs> and he'll make his way in and out um, with us, as he usually does. <laughs> I know. And then, of course, I have Miss Dulce Tormenta here with us, our special guest for our video, first video episode. Um, so welcome, guys, to Cruden and Hinge. Thank How are you, you feeling, friend? Thank you. First of all, thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for coming. Oh, on. my gosh. No, I was so excited when you had mentioned. First of all, I was excited when you told me that you were starting your first podcast. Your first podcast, right? Yes. Your first yes, episode. Ever. And I was excited when you first started your social media. And I was excited when you would, like, release videos and parts of your podcast. So for those of you that don't know me, I'm a huge, huge supporter of my friends. So those that support me, I love to support them in any way. And so when you invited me on the podcast, I was more than happy to be here. Did you bring Kleenex? I know. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I did not bring Kleenex. But. I'll run and get some. Yeah, I'll so run and just, get some, guys. <laughs> Dude, and actually, look, you know what? I'll, like a really quick story. Um, that's why I decided. I had been telling... Um, Mr. Producer over here, uh-huh. that I wanted to start a podcast for like months, uh-huh. months, and it just never happened. Uh-huh. We just never did it, or whatever. And then I saw you because you know Dulce Tormenta is my client, yes. so I saw her, and then you know she's telling me I've I've known her a very long time, and we've known her. I've known her like trajectory of how her things have gone down, mm-hmm. um, and in one of those, she said, "I also have an extra room." which we'll talk about right now. And mm-hmm. she said, I'm start. I'm thinking of starting my own podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, dude, like she is such an, I know she's <laughs> just uh, what she's younger than me, which we'll talk about, but um, she's such an inspiration. Like I, she inspires me every day. Um, it's not motivates me. She inspires me, you know? So when you mm-hmm. said the podcast, I was like, dude, where could I have been with this podcast now? Uh-huh. You know, no, I'm as me la llevo and oh, one day I'll do it. One day I'll do it. But we don't live by that anymore. We do. So how old are you? So I'm 26 years old. Um, you're young. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember you those good old I, days. I <laughs> uh, no, but when, when I turned twenty, I turned twenty six in July seventeen. So my date of birth is zero seven seventeen ninety seven. Mm-hmm. So the number seven follows me a lot. Oh, um, nice. I remember when I turned twenty six. I remember maybe like a couple months ago. <laughs> you know, back I, uh, a year ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I was so sad because I was like. Oh no, I'm turning like 26. And then I just, I guess, overthought about, oh my gosh, it's going to be 27, 28, 29, 30. Uh, but I get that a lot that I'm very young, but I don't feel 26. I definitely feel younger. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel, feel like, like you know how a lot of people will 20. say, I feel like an old soul? Do you feel like that or no? I feel like wrestling has made me feel like I have an old soul. Oh, for sure. All my experiences. For sure. 
<laughs> physically, physically, I feel. <laughs> no, dude, let me tell you. Let me tell you a little bit of how um, Dulce and I came to be. Um, yes. So a long time ago when I started my um, my skincare ther- um, business, mm-hmm. um, a friend of ours that we have mutually introduced oh, us. Yes. And she came in and she's like, I have a client who really wants to see you. And I was like, yeah, for sure. Bring her in. Jovencita, dude. I mean, that was five years ago. You we were yes, like 20? that's true. Yes, Maybe? I was like 20. I had just, I was about to turn 21. Yeah. It was that summer. Yeah, yeah Benny, ask him to boyfriend, I remember. It was uh, at the at the East really? location. I I, she's like, yeah. nobody remembers Sorry, that. Don't that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, um, she was like, I, you know, obviously, like as a client and as a therapist, I saw what she was going through. Mm-hmm. And um, you had mentioned to me something about, I'm in between jobs or something like that. Oh, so, yes. you know, I, you're like, I don't have like the full amount or I don't know what happened. Uh-huh. Or I, I wanted to obviously yes. give you sessions and stuff like that. Cause okay. that's the only way we would take care of it. Yes. And, um, I said, and she's like, but I don't have a lot of money or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't worry about it. I got you. Yes. Like, let's work something yes. out. Yes. You know, it was very, so I don't know. I just felt like an instant connection, yes. whatever. And I feel like that made me, um, more comfortable and more, like happy to be there you know everything happens for a reason and the fact that we cross paths like that was really right. awesome for those of you that don't know i have never had great skin you know since i was a, a young girl since my middle school days and so it's gotten better but then it gets bad but then it gets better but then it gets bad especially because i wear a mask mm-hmm. so i'm constantly needing you know facials and stuff that and so during that time i was struggling a lot because i was out of my injury i had a concussion and which left me out of wrestling for a year during that period well i was in and out of jobs because uh i wasn't feeling good like mm. i would have headaches at my work and then i would have to go home early and so on a po- from a point of view from a job i could understand why like it would make them angry or it would make them like not want to have me as an employee because I couldn't be there. And as much as I wanted to be there and work and have a regular life, I just couldn't because I was feeling like shit all the time. My head was hurting all the time. Right. You know, and then on, on top of that, I was breaking out really badly because I was just so stressed. Right. And so that's when I came into Lorraine. And so it was my situation back then. I was just like, um, I, you know, I can't afford a whole packet of facials right now, but mm-hmm. I can come see you maybe once a month and I can do yeah. when i would see you well you know? we managed to work something out yeah uh, we started working on her whatever since then um that's how i started finding out about how you did wrestling oh yeah honestly from the very first day i was so impressed by you like i was like this badass girl you know lorraine's I, like body slam me right here right now a body slam for a facial i <laughs> so so, um since then and then um obviously you know we've been friends since then all the things that you've done yes yes so it was not only me attending like facials or attending my my monthly you know self-care it was more of like i got to sit out i got to lay on a bed and just talk to a girl that was so nice to me like you nice to me you were so understanding and i feel like i always need that getaway from wrestling and everything that happens because you know i go through so much especially right now that my career is kind of like really getting somewhere Mm -hmm. that i really need that that time to myself where i get to talk to people and so from the day one i've always been like that with lorraine i've always told her like she would ask me how's wrestling and then i would tell her and then she would give me feedback and stuff like that so i always need that person to get it out 
And it has always been you every time that I laid on that on that on that table. I know. I know. <laughs> I Kleenex, know, please. I, know. <laughs> I just want I just want to get it out there that when you invited me to the pod, to this podcast and it was going to be more personal stuff, I told Lauren, please bring a Kleenex, a, a box of Kleenex, because I know I'm going to cry at some point in this interview. Like good. And tears. this bitch forgot, and she didn't, <laughs> and she <laughs> didn't. <laughs> you have one job, Lauren. You have one job. <laughs> anyways so we um um i'm excited about this interview because like yes. i i have mentioned and you know we started putting like you know instagram stories and stuff we're gonna get to really know what's behind the mask yes. you know the real dulce yes. everybody sees this badass woman and there's a lot more to just a wrestler but um you don't we don't know the struggles that they've had to go through the things in life that that they've had to overcome to get where you are which is yet another reason why you inspire me so much and you know I'm like man you know like she's so young she goes goes and gets it she puts it out to the world and she creates that reality for her which I'm all for oh, thank so, you, so much. I, you know that's I'm all, what I'm all for huh yeah she is she really is <laughs> and I feel like um it's more than wrestling, you know, and, and it has a lot to do with my mental health, most importantly, because everybody, like you said, sees this awesome wrestler, like on Instagram, for example, people that don't know me, but really, you know, they don't know what I had to go through to achieve where I am right now. And so every wrestler has different paths. Everybody has different experiences. And so this is my experience right yes. now, right here. Uh, uh, right, right here, right, right now. Here, right now right <laughs> you know what's cool? We got some, um, a lot of people did write in. So we're very grateful for that. Uh -huh. um, it will go out um, after some questions. We'll hit some question points. Um, can you? Did you want to do it? No. Oh. Um, well, hi, guys. So Dulce, um, can you tell us a little bit about, were you born and raised here? What's your story? What? what, what how did you... Get here. Where? How did this interest how did it all start? How yeah. did it all start? Tell us. <laughs> so, um, how did it all start? Uh, so, I am uh, the only daughter of four brothers. So, I have three older ones, myself and a younger boy. And so, you know, as five kids, um, my parents came from a very low income situation mm -hmm. you know and as raising five kids well my dad was the one that was working and my mom was a stay-at-home you know mom wife taking care of five kids so it was best for them to just raise us in Juarez so I was actually born in El Paso and I was raised in Ciudad oh Juarez. wow yes okay. and I don't remember much but what I do remember are always you know happy memories of course um you know, as time has progressed, now I look back and it's it, it just makes me think like, wow, I really come from nothing. Like my parents, you know, did their best to raise us and um, economically. And, you know, my mom did her best to make sure that we always went through. Closer to the mic. Oh, that we always went through <laughs> like a really good, a really good um, life experience. And we never lost track of, you know, the good path. My mom always said that. Uh, but, um. My dad at the time, he was a taxi driver in El Paso. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always lived the life of, I crossed over to Ciudad Juarez in my, in my neighborhood, my colonia, my barrio, you know. Um, it's close to Alta Vista, 
uh, it's a li- it's kind of close to Anapra, so it's oh, straight okay. from UTEP. If uh, yeah, you yeah. Look at it on this side. Oh, I know yeah. exactly where you're talking yes. about. Okay, yeah. And so, um, I lost track. So, I always lived the life of you know I went to school in El Paso, so I always had to wake up what three a.m. Mm. I remember waking up early. My mom got us ready for school. We crossed over the bridge. My mm. dad dropped us off at my grandma's house at the time, and then we would sleep a little bit, and then we would wake up again to go to school. My mom would walk us to school. Mm. I went to Alta Vista Elementary. Uh-huh. It's right here on Central. Yes, yes, yes. And so after school, you know, my mom would pick us up. Uh, my brothers would come in from middle school, and we would walk over to. We would walk, dude. Mm-hmm. We would take the city bus as yeah. close as, as we could, and then we would walk walk over. We would cross the bridge. My dad would be waiting on the other side, and then we would go home. You know, yeah. Um, my childhood really it was a blast. I like. When I was younger, I didn't know what having money was. I didn't know what having, you know, like good clothes was. I didn't know what having, you know, always food on the table was. Because all I remember was just my parents doing their best and me just having enough to be a happy child. Um, I I always wanted to be like my brothers. That's for sure. (laughs) And so I always dressed like my brothers. I was a tomboy, you know, as a young girl, like three years, four years, five years old, I was just like, my my brothers, they were my inspiration. Right. Shout out to the brothers. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, you know, they would play with um, cars. And I would rather play with cars than play with the Barbies my mom bought me. You know what I mean? So, stuff like that. And so um, one of the things was that I've never, I will never forget is um, my dad. You know, my dad, he would leave to work, come back and... As a child, you know, I don't realize these things, but, you know, we really lived in a very, I don't want to sound rude or mean or hurt anybody out there, but we were really poor, you know, as as younger kids. I remember my dad gave me two, a dollar, two dollars, and I was the happiest we, kid we ever. Humil- humilde. Humilde, yes, humilde. And I was the happiest kid, and I would go to the corner store and buy candy, and I remember I had, like, this big bag of candy and i was just the happiest little girl you know but really like two dollars is not it's not well in today's world two dollars is not much you know but back then it was everything that my dad could afford to give her his daughter you know and you know during winters you know i hated the cold because we we always had like we were always so cold you know and we didn't have a heater or stuff like that or i didn't have a a, a jacket big enough or for example my happiest days as a kid was when it would rain because for me it was playtime we would scoop the water out of our house and for me it was like it's so exciting you know i was having a blast but really like our house would get flooded when we would have like really bad rain you know and my parents would always stress about oh it's gonna rain and they would stress about it but i would be like but why like it's so cool it's fun you know we get to play with water but the reality was that my house would get flooded you know Uh and stuff like that what about is there a point where you um your parents decided to move to el paso yes or like what happened um so we went through a very bad experience in juarez it was during I cannot remember the years, but it was when Juarez was getting really, really, really bad and really unsafe. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom talked about this um, for every every time, really. So when my younger brother was born, he was a newborn, right? And so one morning, my mom woke up 5, 5 a.m. to feed him. And all I remember, my mom screaming. And she was saying, Candelo, that's my dad's name. He was like, Candelo, nos están robando. 
And I just remember my dad, my brothers, like, rush out. Um, we had a dog at the time. Our dog was poisoned. Somebody had um, came into our home and oh, stole no. my dad's um, tools because he was an iron worker. So, like, nos robaron completely. They, they stole from us. And it was very traumatizing scary because i had no idea what was happening i just saw my mom was crying you know i had to take care of her and my newborn my brothers were out running chasing the guy and so into that what is you know houses are built like going downwards mm -hmm. we lived in a little hill so it was like one house the next house the next house and my father tried to like chase after the the guy that was robbing us right And so when he jumped on the house next to us, my father tried to follow and he fell. Oh, and so he fell maybe 12 feet. So he broke both of his ankles. <gasps> yes. So can you only imagine like what my parents went through as my father, who was the only income to the house mm -hmm. and my mom who took care of us, you know, what were we going to do? You mm -hmm. know, like even the fear, like if they robbed us once, you know, how did my mom know that they, they were going to come back? Again. You know right. what I mean? So we gathered our stuff as much as we could my brothers what 15 14 13 12 years old they helped my my mom and my dad you know get everything into the truck and we moved over to el paso and um that was when my parents were like okay for sure we need to get out of of, of ciudad juarez because it was at the time it was when it was really really bad so that's when we made officially the transition to el paso, el paso. yes And how did you like it? I mean, did you have a hard time um, with that transition from Juarez to El Paso? Was it hard for you as a child, you know, for the change? Or was it better for you, you feel? I feel like as a child, well, you really don't know, you know? Right. Like I said, like, as a child, I had no idea that I was very poor, you know, that mm -hmm. my family didn't have enough to, to give me toys or stuff like that. So when I made the transition, we moved into a duplex. That was close to my grandma's house. Okay. So for me as a child, I was so cool because I could get, I could walk over to my grandma's house. Yeah. It was at the corner and of the street. And it was a duplex. It was a super tiny duplex. So all my life, I always slept with my brothers. It was like four beds in one room, you know. Yeah. Um, and for me, it was like, oh, cool. Like now we're on this side. It's easier for me to go to school. I get to sleep in a little bit more. Right. You know, I could, I could buy stuff at, and At the time, it was Food City, I think. Oh, I could yeah. buy some at Food City, you know? It <laughs> was like... Existe. <laughs> 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 it was like... It was like stuff like that. I didn't... I didn't notice. Central or where? What? El Food City is Central? Yeah, the one that was on Montana in front of Alta Vista. Oh, no. Oh, well, it's... Right now, it's or it now? was Lowe's? Or it was See, Lowe's? now it's Big okay, 8. So. I don't know, oh, but I know... It used to be Big 8 and it was Lowe's now. Yes, it was Big 8. Yes, it was Big 8. Yes. Oh, yeah, see, Strong, going strong. And so growing up, it was hard because, well, I never, like, for example, it was very hard for my brothers to make the transition because they were Spanish speakers. Oh, so mm -hmm. when they crossed over, they struggled a lot with English, you know. Really? Yes. So, you know, like, maybe a lot of people don't know that Spanish was your first language. Yes. Like, completely. Uh -huh. And so, like, now that Spanish you... is my first language. Oh, that's, oh, that's what cool. I spoke you know, throughout my childhood, even when I was in Alta Vista. Uh, but then we moved houses again, and I was much, and my elementary turned into Hillside Elementary. Mm -hmm. And that, that was when I really learned English. My I went into third grade not knowing English. Most of the classmates, 
you know, teachers, they were English speakers. So that really helped me a lot to catch on to English. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I would pretend like I would speak English. Like I would just make sounds, you know, or like <laughs> I, because I really wanted to learn. Right. So I feel like I know that helps me throughout <laughs> life. Like, Apparently. Fun fact, uh, how many languages do you know? Uh, so <laughs> I, I, you're like fun okay. Fact. So, <laughs> and so the elementary that I went to, Hillside Elementary, where well, they have the the deaf program for deaf people. So it's oh. elementary, Hillside, uh, Ross, and middle school. So my first years at elementary, I remember, well, obviously seeing classmates, students, kids uh, communicating with their hands. I didn't understand. I asked my mom, "Hey, mom, well, why are they, you know, moving their hands funny or?" Or how come they don't speak, you know? Or I was calling one of them the other day, and he didn't turn, you know, what's going on? And my mom explained to me, well, you know what? Um, they're deaf, and they were born deaf, or they became deaf, and that's how they communicate. And so I was really intrigued. And so I would always ask my mom to go to the public library, and I would check out books about sign language. When I went, to, when I joined fifth grade, uh, when I was in fifth grade, they had singing, signing choir. So I joined singing, signing choir. Oh my God. And so I really started <laughs> to pick cool. up on the language. And so I grew up with the kids that I went to elementary, middle school, and high school, the deaf kids. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up learning ASL. I went to college. I, I went to community college because UTEP doesn't have the program. <laughs> I, I know, not because I wanted to go to a, a, a community college. <laughs> but uh, I really joined um, to become a sign language interpreter. And oh, so I wow, learned ASL, yes. And so mm-hmm. I was always um, very involved with ASL. And so I'm very fluent in ASL. Let's do something right now. No. And so give us something. I was Can you do like a thank you for having me or something like that? Because I know there's this. Thank you for having me here. Well, it's been it's very rusty. I'm not gonna lie. It's okay. not like like. But still, it's but still. I, I know how to defend to myself. You know, right. like trust me, I wouldn't know what you're like. Toma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but you know, and 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 I, the way that I grew up, I started to pick up on really good Spanish, really good English, ASL, and now that I'm a pro wrestler internationally, that I wrestle sometimes in Mexico. Here, I meet Mexican people. I meet people that have. Do not speak a word in Spanish. It has really helped me. The other day, I went to a event on of AW was in Denver. My friend Brian, shout out to Brian, he invited me. And as I'm waiting there to walk in, you know, I was standing in line, and there was a kid. He was maybe five years old, and he was signing to his dad. And I said, "Oh my god, this is so cool!" So I walk over and I sign to everybody, and the dad is like, "Oh no, I'm I'm hearing my child is deaf, and he's a great fan of wrestling." Oh, so I'm there talking to yes, I'm there talking to the kid, and and um, it's I never would have thought that the way that I grew up is stuff that uh, I'm able to use, like incorporate, incorporate. Yes, exactly, exactly. That's really, really cool. Yeah, I know that, that is cool. No, just one uh, of the many things she does. Okay? <laughs> here we're just getting hype started. Her up. <laughs> I, so did you do ESL because that, you know, you wanted to do something before you started wrestling? Like, were you going to school because that's what you wanted to pursue as a career? Or how did, how did, how, you just wanted to do ESL as ASL. like some ASL. ASL. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> ESL is the most Mexican kids, no? Ah, the Spanish kids. No, I estaba yo. Shout out to you. Like, well, if. 
were you planning to use the ASL for like a career that yes. you wanted to go to? Oh, okay. Yeah, so well, somehow, sometime during my life, I was uh, introduced to wrestling, but it was not something that I really thought, okay, this is what I want to do for a living. Okay. So graduating high school, I felt very pressured because obviously counselors, teachers, you know, uh, classmates, they want to, I felt pressured to just go to college and do something. Make sure you go to college right after you graduate. And I felt very pressured. And so when I learned about, you know, college and stuff like that, and I did my research and I was like, okay, ASL. ASL is what I want to go to, to school for. And so I signed up to EPCC. And so that's really what I started doing. And so how did, um, how did it go from ASL to wrestling? So uh, grow, going back to like the way that I grew up with my brothers, I I was in high I was in Hillside Elementary. I lived a lot closer to the school, and me and my brothers. It was me, my younger brother, and Edgar. We would watch WWE on Telemundo, and so I remember. I thought it was so cool. Uh, I would it, I would um, we would wrestle at the house. My favorite wrestlers at the time it was like Kelly Kelly. And it was Maurice, and it was Randy Orton, and it was Edge. And we really loved to watch it on Telemundo. And in Telemundo, it's in Spanish, right? So it was really cool. Uh, and so when I tried to incorporate that in school or talk about that in school, my classmate didn't think it was cool. My classmate didn't really, oh, you like WWE? It's fake. or oh, you know, And then something that I thought was so cool, it was just like, okay, well, maybe it's not cool. You know, so then I forgot about wrestling. I was just really into sports when i went to middle school i was really into sports i've always been into sports i did volleyball soccer basketball everything like sports start in the beginning of the year and then you know they have seasons like volleyball basketball right. so i did the whole year All in sports them. yes i was always yeah, right. very very active my mom was always very supportive she always took me to practices and stuff like that and when i and somehow throughout middle school my father who was a taxi driver he met an he met a friend and he was a taxi driver as well and he turned out to be a wrestler his name is blackfish blackfish <laughs> and you know one summer i remember i was maybe sixth grade one summer my dad comes home and he's like i am gonna sign you guys up my brothers two of my brothers andres and edgar i'm gonna send you guys up to lucha libre for summer because i want you guys to do something and not just sit around or not do nothing for the summer, you're going to do Lucha Libre. That's what I'm talking about, you know, like, go hard. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. Why am I not, not, not included? Uh, <laughs> um, and so my brothers did that for a while until eventually, for like a couple of months, until eventually my older brother decided to attend a training. Well, I want to know what's going on, what's happening. He goes to the training. The trainer includes him in the training. My brother ends up liking it as well. So now we have three brothers training. Uh, and I'm still in sports. I was just like very dedicated to my sports. I had no, I thought what they were doing was cool, but I was just like, oh, I support them. But, eh. you know, I keep, I'm very happy with doing sports. So along the way, somehow at one point, my father, uh, well, he spent so much money in training my brothers. Eventually he, my, eventually my brothers debuted it. And so because we didn't come from a family of wrestling, we really just landed in wrestling, like by accident, mm -hmm. you can say, uh, 
well they the promoters at the time they were very they were not very supportive of my brothers they wouldn't book them and stuff like that and so my father was like well i didn't spend so much money you know training them and their gears and everything for them just not to have an opportunity Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna start my own promotion so my dad as a welder he created he made his own ring from scratch in the back of my yard, actually. Oh nice. oh yes, I know. Now we know where you, where you get it from. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, I remember coming home from practice. And I just saw my dad like with a bunch of tubos and everything he had in the backyard. And I remember thinking like, what are you doing? Like, what is this? <laughs> oh, no. Mija, I'm going to make a ring for your brother so you guys can train oh that's cool dad you know i was still like oh okay that's cool you know Mm -hmm. uh so then long story short my brothers you know we started a promotion it's called new era wrestling on instagram and you know we're very successful to this day but it has definitely been a struggle because not a lot of people didn't believe in us you know a lot of people say oh you don't come from a generation well you know how how are we supposed to support X, Y, and Z? It's so many reasons, so many things that we went through that eventually when I graduated, when I was still in high school, I was about to finish my senior year, my wrestling year, because I joined wrestling in high school. I We did a show up on Epic Rail Yard. And I was just, from one day to the next, I saw my brothers wrestling and I was like, I saw their fan base. I saw, you know, how great of a wrestlers they were. I saw their physique you know they really took care of themselves and they were always at the gym they had like this lifestyle that i really liked and i was really intrigued so i said you know what i want to be like them mm-hmm. and we go back to my childhood you know mm-hmm. i always wanted to be like them right so i uh, they had a wrestling school at the time and so my brothers trained me a lot of people ask me who trained you who trained you? well my brothers did and it was really hard because they had to separate the family and, you know, I'm going to train you to be a fucking badass mm-hmm, kind of situation. Right. And I remember fighting with my older brother. I always argue with him. I would be like, why are you so hard on me? And he would be like, dude, it's because, like, either you do it with 100% and you learn how to do it or you fucking, sorry. No, <laughs> or you do it. Or you do it. Prudent and hateful. Or you, fu- or you fucking. Say, it. Or, yeah. <laughs> Say how you feel it. Or, or. <laughs> Or you fucking do it scared and you get injured and this is not for you. Like A or B, you cannot be in the middle. I'd be like, okay, okay, here I go. I'm going to do it. And because I had just graduated high school, I went through wrestling, high school wrestling. Uh, I know hard work. I know, you know, going out to your body can't no more. Discipline. Discipline, exactly. So it was a lot easier for me to pick up the sport. It was a lot easier for me to do Lucha Libre. I learned a lot from my brothers and from i i trained for a couple of months i want to say six months and then i had my first match nice. so all of that fresh out of high school so when i was out of high school i had my first match as delilah was my name back then oh shit oh. yes i had different i, I had a whole different we, look we have a good uh a good amount of questions mm-hmm. how did your name come about I mean, and now that you're telling us that um, it, it was Delilah, Delilah. How like, did it go from how Delilah did it transi- to Lucy? Transition, <laughs> how did it transition or like, how did you come up with it or what? So the first name Delilah, my dad gave me that name. It was mostly of Delilah and Sanson. Sanson and Delilah, the story. That Sanson didn't cut his hair. The only girl that he cut it for was Delilah. Something like that. Oh, okay. So look up the story. Yes, well look That's it up. Homework. Like, That's homework. 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 <laughs> <laughs> like, I think you know her. Yeah. <laughs> and so my father always saw me as like, you wrestle with men. Uh, 
So your name's going to be Delilah, whatever. So I had that for a while. And I was mostly local. It was when I was uh, balancing Lucha Libre every Friday with my family and going to college. So I mostly always saw it as a hobby. I saw it as a hobby. I saw it as helping my family out in their business. I saw it as I'm just doing this for my family, mm-hmm. with my family. Right. So I never really saw it as, okay, this is something that I really want to do outside of El Paso, right? And I would get invited to wrestle out of, out of El Paso, but for me, school was more important, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and at the time, well, taking care of my mom because she really needed it. It was when my mom was starting to get sick and stuff like that. Uh, so then I had an accident during a match. I hit my head really bad, and it left me out with a concussion. Mm-hmm. And the time with a concussion, I was out for like a year. It was really, really bad. And for those of you that want to say that uh, wrestling's not real, I, I, a concussion <laughs> is pretty real. I, I, <laughs> honestly, no, it was really bad, and uh-huh. it took me forever to just feel better. You know, it left me out for a year, and for a while, I didn't want to know anything about wrestling. I was tired of wrestling. I was like, no, like, like, like fuck that. You know, it left me out for so long. I feel like shit. Like, I don't even feel good. I don't ever want to know anything about wrestling. So I stepped away, and I feel like during that time, that's where I met you. Yeah, yeah I yes, I would I would have jobs and stuff like that, but I was still not feeling well. Uh, I had breakouts because I was just so stressed, and that's when I went to go see you, and it was during that time frame. So then after the concussion, I started to feel better. I started to go to the gym. I started to, you know, get back into my normal self, feel like myself again. And eventually, I was like, oh, but wrestling was always there, like, poking at me. Like, I would see something on Facebook, and it was related to me. Or it was always there. It had mm-hmm. never left my 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 life. Like a, a daily reminder. Of exactly. <laughs> yeah, a daily reminder. Remember me? <laughs> exactly. It was just like that. It was just like that. And so after that, I, um, what happened? Oh, and then COVID happened. <laughs> you're like mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah our favorite our favorite year uh <laughs> covid happened and what well, kept me uh away for a while still and when things started to get better you know we removed the face masks there were a lot more people traveling and stuff like that i was like okay i'm gonna come back i'm gonna oh oh i remember i was working at at a doctor's office, I was the secretary. Mm-hmm. I was working at the front desk, and I remember I hated my manager, bro. I remember I hated <laughs> her. What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> shout out. Not a shout out to her. Not a shout out to her. <laughs> I, I remember I hated my manager. She was so rude. She was so mean. And one day I got home, and I said, is this, is this life? Like, is this what I'm supposed to do? Just fucking deal with shitty people like that? Like, mm-hmm. no. And my thing is, throughout my whole career, is I don't ever let anybody determine my future. I don't ever let anybody determine, you know, my capability, what I'm capable of doing. That has right. always been my thing. And so that's what I felt at the time. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to become a wrestler. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to be different and I'm going to be more, I'm going to travel more and I'm going to really work on that. 
and see where it goes. I was just like, see where it goes. I really thought you were going to say, and come back and body slam her. Okay. No, your manager. Your oh, manager. No, no, no. Pues también a Lorraine, pero digo. We will do that at the end of the interview. <laughs> Just a little chuckle. <laughs> and so, so it was when you came back, and that's when you came up with the, the name Dulce Tormenta? Yes. Uh, so I, I got home from a really bad day at work, and I remember my mom was there, and I said, Mom, you know what? I. You know, I was so mad. I was so mad. I was like, Mom, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like my job. Like, I don't have fun. I hate it. I want to be a wrestler. My mom would be like, Okay. She was, I remember her telling me, Okay, mija, let's start. So I said, Okay, I want to have this new look. I want to have, I want to have this new name. I want everything to be different. I want to be fresh. And so my mom came up with my name, Dulce Tormenta. Oh. In the beginning, it was going to be, um, I think it was going to be, Dulce veneno, dulce veneno, mm. and then my mom was like, "No, dulce tormenta." I don't think it could have been better. Really. Yeah, no, name. it sounds yeah. like it flows really yeah, well. Really? Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, it. I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. But yes, it was. Uh, my mom came up with the name, and you know, I started to while I was still at work, dealing with everything that was happening. I was using my paychecks to like get my gears done, go to mm-hmm. the gym, really invest in how I was looking. And when I went to go get my my gear, my face, my mask, I remember telling the the guy who does them for me, his name is Nick. And I said, hey, Nick, you know, well, this is my name, Dulce Tormenta. I have no idea how I want my mask to look, but this is kind of the look that I'm going for. Mm-hmm. And I had like this, it was a thunder for sure in the middle, but I didn't have the heart. And do, they, do they make it for you? My dad did it. Like so my dad drew it. Signed drew it. it. Yeah, no. my dad okay. drew it. Oh, and I said, this is kind of what I have. But I don't know. I feel like it needs more. I, need, I feel like it needs something. So then he goes, okay, I'll have it ready in three weeks. I said, come back in three weeks. Did you always know you wanted to be, like, masked up? Like, yes. Well, not because not all luchadoras wear. Yeah. They, all, they don't all wear masks, right? Uh, Well, it really depends. Like, in Mexico, Lucha Libre, you know, most of them wear a mask. Oh, okay. okay. Most okay. of them. And then you have the American side, which is the pressing. And, you know, nobody wears a mask. Everybody has their own gimmick. And everybody has, you know, their normal self. Right. right. And because, yes, so. and because of where I grew, you know, in the border, I've always been around Lucha Libre. I learned Lucha Libre. I trained Lucha Libre. I was like, I'm going to be a masked luchadora. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. So it always came with me. I guess it's my culture. It's my culture. Yeah, and for sure. most importantly, yeah. it's El Paso, you know. Right. And I come back and this, the designer, Nick, he has this mask for me. I had not changed one bit. He's like, the heart, the thunder. I, it just it goes with you, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, cool. And at first, nobody would call me because everybody thought that I was a new wrestler. Mm. Until a friend in Denver, his name is Joel, he knew me as Delilah. Okay, so he was like, okay. you're Delilah, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, you want to come to Denver and wrestle? I said, yes. He Absolutely. bought my first flight in wrestling ever and i i flew to denver and ever since then it really didn't stop i was just traveling after that so then both your name and your mask have a big significance because your dad designed your mask and your yes. mom um helped you come up with your yes. name and my mom always told me like dulce because of just of how you are like sweet nice person outside of the ring and a tormenta because you're like hardcore or badass a thunder in the ring you know Aww. she always told me that it really matched my personality 
I love it. I know. Yeah. I love the story behind it. I'm uh, like, oh my God. <laughs> hey, no lie. I got the chills when you're saying Dude, that. Like straight uh, up. I got the chills. Yeah. That's it. That's a good story. It's a really good story. I like that. Yeah. And it's, you know, Shout out to your parents. Oh, yeah. thank you. Good Thanks, stuff guys. for people to know, you know, your fans, yeah. everyone, I mean, because like, it's very interesting. You're right. Like, a lot of people see her and they don't know, you know everything what, about it. But that was yeah. a really good question. Everybody had that question was like and i get it a where lot where does it come mm-hmm. from or how, how did it, how did it go? go how did you start yeah. yeah and let me ask you this i know we, we were touching on the fact that your brothers you know do wrestling too and stuff yeah. and so how do they feel about your success in wrestling um you know are, are they still wrestling no or? so you know life happens mm-hmm. like for example my older brother who was my trainer he eventually got married you know and he has kids and you know if wrestling wasn't paying the bills then he he had to find something else to do you know and he started working and then the other brother andres who was also my trainer well he was a utip student at the time so he focused more on his school he graduated um he became a social worker so he worked monday through friday he had to continuing right you know that that path of his life mm-hmm. and with me uh well and then i have another brother who wanted to be a cop and so he went to school, EPCC, he graduated, he moved to Pecos, he's a sheriff's officer over there, so he followed, you know, whatever life had destined for him. Right. And so I continued wrestling, my younger brother, he's such a big supporter, and, you know, a lot of my idea, a lot of my wrestling moves, a lot of my, my, my outfits, a lot of the way that I see wrestling, my, my, the idea of wrestling comes from my younger brother, because my younger brother uh he has always been a fan of wrestling and he's like my he's like my right hand he's my manager he's everything he tells me uh dulce instead of doing this why don't you try doing this you know and i always tell him joking around i always tell him dude you are legit the real dulce tormenta like <laughs> you are the, you're real, the guy behind the mask yes, you're the guy behind the mask <laughs> surprise motherfuckers and not <laughs> no but but shout out to him and i really appreciate it he's a he i call him my baby because as all of this life has been going on you know my mom at one point she did start to get sick and you know she was not the same mom that took care of us in juarez so she always told me take care of 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 your younger brother because mm-hmm. i can't do that for him and so i was always there for him i always took him to school i took him to practice i Took him to doctor's appointment. I was the mom that my mom couldn't be at the time. And how old is um he? Um, right now he's twenty. He's about to turn oh, twenty one. It feels so like you guys are very close. Yes, we are very yeah. close. And okay. uh, it feels like he knows all my drama. He knows all my chisme. He knows <laughs> every every guy that has ever done me wrong. He knows uh. it all. You know. <laughs> um, it feels like he he he's about to turn. I feel like he was supposed to turn twenty one so long ago, but it feels like we just can't get there. Like, <laughs> He's gonna be twenty one in February. He's been twenty one for like ten years now. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So they're all so we're very like close. supporters. Yes, like all your brothers support. All of my brothers are very supportive, oh, nice. uh, especially well, well, right now. You know, I had a tragedy in my life two years ago, and you know, really had me at the very bottom and the ones that helped me a lot was my brothers you see i really want to cry <laughs> <laughs> we can all cry with you here book is a kleenex i know lauren's gonna take off her shirt um can i run to the restroom or something so then what was the next question where are we picking up where are we picking up 
um, about what happened. Yes, yes. So please tell us a little bit about. It. Well, if you want to talk about your yes, tragedy. I do. It's gonna make me cry for sure. But uh. <laughs> you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. No, I feel like I do. I, I feel just like um, I feel like it's mold you. Yes, to, definitely. Uh, you know what I mean, like to where you are right now and stuff like that. So I lost my mom two years ago, and uh, it's been very hard on me because, you know, um, the wrestling has gotten so tough and mentally, and so I just wish. That I could have that person as my mom was once at, at some point in my life as my best friend. That I could talk to her and tell her things. But I don't. And everything that I've gone through in wrestling that had to do with, like, the hard times, men just being men, you know. It's, like, it's it's made me very strong. Especially not having my mom. It's, it's definitely made me very strong. And, you know, it, she was a huge impact in wrestling. Especially because she gave me this name. She gave me this mask. You know what I mean? And so the day that she passed, well, it was the saddest day of my life, right? Um, but no, my mom was very sick. She was going through a lot. And uh, as I don't know if this sounds any cruel or or just um, mean, but I knew that it was about to happen because I would see my mom. You know, she was not doing very well. And so the day that it happened, I just remember obviously being sad. I couldn't believe it. But I, I remember just telling myself, like, like the worst happened. Mm-hmm. It already happened. And it's like they say people know when they're about to pass away. And it's like my mom really molded me and got me ready for when it did happen. Mm-hmm. You know, she told me when it happens, when I'm, not no, when I'm no longer here, take care of your brothers. When I'm no longer here, you know, continue your dreams. When I'm no longer here, um just be this strong women and don't cry because you did everything to be with me during my toughest days you took care of me like i'm very happy that i would have had you she always said if you wouldn't have taken care of me the way that you did i would have died i would have died already she always told me that and you know i dropped a lot of things for my mom i stopped going to school to take care of my mom i dropped my jobs to take care of my mom i became her her at-home caregiver, and uh, I took care of my mom. We were very close, and mm, I took her into her last breaths, really, and um, the day that she passed away, well, that night, I just remember being like, okay, the worst happened, and if my mom would have wanted me to do something, is to not be so sad about it, and to just keep going. And so the next day, I got on a flight, and I went to go wrestle. The next day? The next the day. Next day. The next oh day. Oh, my God. And I And I just felt so, like, I felt like I was an autopilot. I was just, right. like, doing things. But a piece of me was, like, taken. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, I know um, it's not you have your brothers and everybody's very supportive yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, like, there's nobody, like, having your mom. Exactly. So yet another reason why I hold her up in such high regards is because she had personally, I don't know how it is to lose somebody yeah. as close. Mm-hmm. And, um... I guess you ne- you really never know how strong you are until that's all until you have. That happens, yeah. And so, shit, I don't know. We always say, right, we don't know what would we do if we were in that situation. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, the resilience. 
within you, you exactly know, to overcome shit like exactly. that. Exactly. Like, but I mean, I feel like obviously I miss my mom every day, and um, there's a lot of whenever something cool happens or whenever something happens, you know, I wish I could just go home and and tell her, you right. know, talk to her about it. Um, but I'm a but. I, my conscience is clear because I did everything that I could for my mom. I even fought doctors, dude, like the way that she was being treated everywhere or stuff like that. I remember I was, I was a bitch when it came to like I protected her. Like you have no idea. And so now it's not. I'm not saying that it gets easier, but I guess I've gotten used to her absence. Right. right you know, right. and it, there's only a couple of days where you see Dulce Dormenta in bed crying, and I wanted to get up. It's on her birthday, on my birthday, and on the, during the holidays, you know, it's mm-hmm. when I miss her the most. Mm-hmm. When I wish right. that I could hug her and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. But it has definitely um, changed the way that I see life, changed the way that I enjoy moments, you know, because one day you're here the next day. Who knows, you know, or right, like right. we're in this podcast right now, but who knows what will happen in, right. in a week or next month or stuff like that. So I really have learned to not take anything for granted. And I try to live the life that my mom always taught me to live, you know, a happy, right. strong woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks for opening up. I know. Thanks yeah, for opening no, up. That's really hard. And, <laughs> yeah, dude, you know, yes, yes, it is. But uh, it's important because a lot of people don't know that my mom passed away, you know, and those mm-hmm. that do, they feel like it's a very touchy subject. But no, it's not like I, you know, I just have not moved on, but definitely learned to live with it, you know. Yeah, it's what they say. You can never move on from it, but you learn to live with it. And I mean, just, you know, it's never a good time to lose anybody, obviously, yeah, but right. you being so young, too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. I could just imagine you know your pain and wow right yeah exactly. but Thank i mean you. when you, you wrestle and stuff do you feel like i'm gonna do this for her or i'm gonna make her she's proud or she's yes of you? course like, there's a lot yes all the time especially when i have like big shows um important shows as my career keeps increasing you know when i went to i traveled to paris because of wrestling and so Joking around, my brother said, it's my mom. Don't say that. Right. And then I would be like, what do you mean? And then they would be like, well, when you were here, you know, she was always so scared for you to go international, right. for you to leave the United States. She, she always thought that you were going to get kidnapped or whatever, you know, moms, <laughs> whatever yeah. moms think about, that's going to happen to their daughters, you know. Yeah. And so jokingly, my brother said, well, it's because, you know, when you were with her for so long, now it's she's this is her, the way that she's going to pay you back. You're going to start to just travel and go to Paris. Because and she's watching over exactly, you. She can see it yeah, all. She exactly, can see it all. Exactly. And, and she's like, I, I believe now that. Now I can really protect you. Right. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. With you. Yes, yes, yes. She, goes, she comes with me everywhere that <laughs> yes, I go, yes. you know. And so uh, she's definitely a person that I think about before I wrestle, after I wrestle, during my happiest days, during my saddest days, during days that I just feel like I just can't. She is definitely the first person that I think about, you know, mm-hmm. she is, uh, will forever be such an important person in my life. Right, and and that's the whole reason why I'm so close to my brothers. You know, you see me, you see my brothers, you know, especially the younger one, because I grew up as his mom. It sounds funny, but I was pretty much his yeah, mom. You know, I, I took care of him. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And, and so, oh, go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to ask and, um, I mean, what are the, I know you mentioned that some days are harder than others for you. Yes. Um, so what other things do you do on the site um, to keep yourself busy besides uh, wrestling? Like, is it just wrestling or is there other things? No, that there's, you- there's other things. So when I was, um, I remember I was wrestling 
um, maybe a year ago, and I had a match here with my family near wrestling, and I dislocated my elbow. And when I dislocated my elbow, I well, obviously I was out of wrestling. I had to cancel maybe two months of shows, so I had no income. And so that's when it really hit me, like, holy crap, you know, what ne- what now? What's next? Um, so I healed, and then that's when I decided to go to esthetician school. And oh. so I went to esthetician school. I think I asked you what school yeah. did you go to, right? Yes. Because mm-hmm. I was interested in, in going to school for esthetician. Yeah. And this I, is I done it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what don't you do? I know. What should we say? What don't you do? <laughs> um, so I walk in there asking for information. Little, uh, next thing you know, I'm, I'm, they signed me up. I, I'm I was starting. I'm enrolled. <laughs> yes, I'm enrolled. Tomorrow, and show up at 8 a.m. <laughs> and so I, um, I show up to school and it was so hard for me because I had to travel on weekends. And they're based off of hours. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. You need to complete 750 hours. And so, obviously, the program is designed a certain amount of time. Um, but I was always out because I was traveling or I was injured or... Excuse me. The uh, the Whatever the, the reason was, it took me a year to graduate. <laughs> yes, I know. And Which, usually, it takes about nine months. Nine oh, months. Okay. It's like a nine-month program. So, yes. it wasn't even like a big... like. Yeah, like you just took a little extra, a few more months extra right. to finish. Yes, well, it wasn't that I was taking time off. It was just that I could never <laughs> right. be in school. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so they have a policy like you cannot miss more than so-and-so days, oh, blah, blah, blah. Okay. If not, they put you on probation. So I was always on probation. <laughs> yeah. So probation is basically you cannot be late to school. You cannot sign out early. You cannot come in from lunch late. You cannot miss a day for two weeks. So I was always, in, it was like, Ugh, the worst. Yeah. It was the worst. And during that time, I was traveling. During that time, I think I was invited to AW for an extra. I would see her in between those times. Uh-huh. And then she'd be like, obviously, there's, you know, when things like that happen, um, yeah. there girls or peop- students will start to get like maybe a little bit of a grudge towards you because yes. be like well how can she can do it and when i try to right. do it exactly, you know exactly. i'm like just luck isn't on your side i guess <laughs> so then you know even you started getting a little bit of backlash and people be like you need to decide yes know? exactly uh-huh. and so i remember i got invited to aw in new orleans and for us to be an extra and i remember i didn't want to go because at the time i was only doing school I was not working, and so the only income was my wrestling money. But, yeah, my wrestling money was not enough to, like, pay for a lot of stuff or pay for a trip. And when you get invited as an extra, they usually invite you a day before, the week the week before. So, obviously, flights are super expensive. I didn't want to waste my, my money on flights. Um, and even then, it's not a secure um, match that you're going to have. So, you're invited as an extra, and then they might give you a match. They might not give you a match. And so I remember I didn't want to go, but my dad, uh, he was like, mija, vamos, let's go. And then I was like, no, dad, you're crazy. We're going to drive. That's what, 17-hour drive? <gasps> like, you're crazy. He's like, let's go. I said, oh, but I have school. <laughs> and so I remember walking in there, and <laughs> I told the principal, whatever whatever you call her. Would it be a principal? That person, that person. Would it be a principal, though? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I don't know que es, si, pues, si, like the, the principal is like, like a dean or something. Like a dean, yeah, yeah a dean, headmaster, say. something like that's what they yeah, call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
whatever she calls herself, right? <laughs> you I know who you are. There, <laughs> I remember going in there and I said, well, you know what? I'm going to walk in there. I'm going to tell her I'm a pro wrestler and I'm going to go to AEW. You know, I'm going to make do, this Did you wear your mask? Should have worn your mask. I was going to give her a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> Let me show you what yeah. I'm going to go do real yeah. quick. <laughs> Of what, of what I was gonna go do in hopes in hopes of her being more lenient with me right so then um I, you know yellow so then I, she she's like well I can't let you go because because it's not fair for the rest of the students whatever we're very we have to be strict with what we stand and I said okay so then I went home and I was like dad I can't go I cannot go, Dad. He's like, yes, we're going to go. <laughs> so then I call my brothers, right? Oh, we're talking. And then they're like, Dulce, say that you have COVID. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh you don't want to let me go. <laughs> uh, 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 oh, no. <laughs> Not her listen, uh, watching this. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was an opportunity that I had right. right. So I remember I emailed her prior to our conversation. You know what? I actually have COVID. <laughs> you should, you should go get so tested. <laughs> and you know what? I forgot to tell you. <laughs> I was not feeling okay. <laughs> se me pasó, se me pasó. Uh, so did they make you take a test? Or they did. They were like turning oh, a test. But you know what? Uh, like uh, two months after, before that, my brother Andres he did have COVID. Mm-hmm. So white out. Like, yes, he was like, I'll, I'll email you. I'll email you my results. I know I'm gonna get trouble. Ah, <laughs> you're white. You're already like, yeah, exactly. you already graduated, uh, so, so it don't matter. <laughs> Uh, my brother was like, I'll email you my results and just, you know, edit the, the day and the <laughs> name and whatever. So my brother, Edgar, he was a graphic designer before he was a chef. So it was just like... La familia, mul- oh, yes, la familia multitalentos. Yes, Son yes, la yes. familia multitalentos ustedes, eh? So I sent it to him. He emails it back. And I emailed it to the girl. And I said, you know what? I can't. So we're like, okay, well, due to our policy, you need to be out for a week or... Two weeks or something like that. You need to be out. So yeah. that pushed me even back on my graduation. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have vacation. No, but uh, I drove. I remember I drove a whole day Wednesday. And I, no, a, a whole day Thursday. And I got there Friday morning. The show was on Friday. No, I drove on Tuesday. I got there to Wednesday morning. I went to a Planet Fitness. I showered. I got ready. And then my parent, my dad dropped me off at AW, which was in New Orleans, like backstage. And, you know, I go in there and I see Brian, my dear friend, Brian Cage. And he's like, did you fucking drive here? And then I'm like, yeah, I'm like, no, I had no sleep. You know, like, can you really sleep in a car? Like, no, no not really. So I was like, oh, I just got here. He's like, well, if you need something, let me know. You know, let's go have catering that, so you can feel more alive. And I was like, OK. So then I'm there. I did all of that. And unfortunately, I did not get a match then. Uh, but when, as I was leaving, I said bye to Sean, who is the guy that uh, reaches out to me. I said bye to him. You know, thank you for having me. You know, always being nice, polite. Uh, he goes, Hey, um, on Friday we're gonna be in. <clears throat> on Friday we're gonna be in Dallas. Can you come? So I said, you know what? It's actually on my way, so I'll stop by. 
So I remember going out I, there. I see what I could do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> know, right? Let so me I pencil get- you in. <laughs> Let me check my schedule. <laughs> Kicked out of school. <laughs> oh no, I'm not proud of that. But you know, I have to do it. I yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. So then uh, I told my dad, and I said, you know what, dad? I didn't have a match. My brothers did buy t- my Brian gave my brothers tickets to go into the New Orleans show. And they were like, we had a blast. We got so drunk. Like, we were just, yeah. Like, we enjoyed the whole show either way. So, nowhere to be found. I know, yeah. I know. Backstage. <laughs> in catering. In catering. Just eating food. Uh, That's head of this. So, uh, we get in the car uh, Wednesday night, which was like 10, 11 p.m. And we just drive. We start driving. And we get to Dallas. And, you know, we rent a hotel. And my brother, Edgar. Shout out to my brother. He sponsored us a hotel room. Aww. And yes, and so I got some rest. I showered and I was just like, I, I was. I remember thinking, I just want to go home. I just want to be home. I don't feel financially stable. I don't feel emotionally okay. I'm tired. You know, I haven't slept. It's. I feel so bad for my family mm-hmm. you know, because they came and they drove with me. My dad drove me. I don't even have money to give him gas money. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so I show up on the Dallas show. And, you know, I say hi to everyone and they let me know that I have a match. <gasps> I know I had a match with Red Velvet and I was so happy. I was so proud. It, it all felt like worth it. Right. right. It okay. all felt OK. Now we're getting something. Right. Right. Now right. I, I, I didn't just uh, made a false COVID test for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, yeah, me no. getting checked out of school is worth it. Yeah, <laughs> Who needs school anyway? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's how I felt. You yeah, know? Yeah. So I had a match. And it's on It's on YouTube for everybody that wants to watch it. Uh, and then afterwards, well, we drove back home. I didn't get home till like, it was on a Friday. I didn't get home Saturday night. And, you know, I think I remember crying. I just saying thank you to my dad for doing that for me and my brothers for supporting me. And there's a picture of my brother. Um, He's like, if you're wrestling tonight, don't text us. Just surprises. Oh, And well, I show out and I could hear them like, of course, they have the best seats. Like Brian gave them tickets. They had the best seats. They were so close. I could hear them. You know, it was so exciting. So does, it was so does, cool. Does it get you nervous? Oh, in the beginning, like in that, that was that one of your big matches that like you were that they were there. Does it get you nervous or does it pump you up? Of course, it gets me nervous. So the first AW show that I ever did was in Austin, Texas, as an extra, and it was packed. It was the first time being on television, the first time being recorded, the first time everything, and so of course I was nervous. But I remember being nervous and telling myself. This is what I want to do. Right. So mm-hmm. this is it. This is what I want to do. Why am I, you know, like, it's, I, I asked myself, is this really what I want to do? Then why are you nervous? Like, let's just go out there and kick some ass. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking like that. And so that's your own, your own hype woman. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Got exactly. this baby girl. I am <laughs> looking at them. That's so cool. That's yes, so cool. and so... Uh, you know, just make it worth it, you know, because I would shower Planet Fitnesses. Sometimes I wouldn't even pay for a hotel. I would just go and drive back, oh, you know. And, um, and uh, of course, I, so that day in Dallas, 
I come out, whatever, blah, blah, blah. My brother made a sign and it said, here to see Dulce. Mm-hmm. So I'm wrestling and he's with a sign. I'm like, oh my God. You know? <laughs> You're like, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> and just two people, people cheering for me, you know. But that was, that's more than but enough. Then, yes. That is yes. more than enough. Definitely. So you've always had, it's neat. Let's just say you've always had like your family support. Like yes, very for much. sure. For mm-hmm. sure. And so till this day, my brothers, sometimes they call me crying, you know. And they're men. They're grown men. And they call me crying like, Dulce, you are living our dreams. Oh, what we wanted to do and don't have the opportunity to do, you are doing it. Oh, and so I have a tattoo of my brothers here on my left rib, and um. it's meant for it to be like whenever I wrestle, I always want them to come with me. Right, oh, I always want people to ask nice. me, "What's Love your that. tattoo?" Oh, well, you know what? Blah, 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 and tell them yeah. the story. You know the what story I mean? Behind, yeah. Yeah. And they're literally living vicariously through you. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> that is really cool. That's and cute. so the big question. Did you graduate? <laughs> <laughs> the question that we all or were you know. kicked out of school? <laughs> so, so I remember going back to school and my friends that followed me as Dulce, well, they were talking like, we saw you. Like, oh, that's right. So I remember saying like, oh my God, like, shh, it's a secret. Um, nobody really told me anything, but they knew. Everybody knew where mm-hmm. I was at. Everybody knew what I was doing. But, you know, the papers there, I was I was positive for COVID. And, you know, nobody <laughs> that's all they have to know. Yeah, yeah, that's all they have to know. But, no, I, I didn't get kicked out of school. I was still on probation coming back. Um, but I did finish. I graduated, and I completed my hours. Nice. And so after that, uh, the year was about to end. And so I got my license in December. And I remember I wanted to do waxing. Oh, this is where it comes. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do waxing. And I thought, well, I, I don't have enough money to start a business. I'm just going to start working. I was working at Wax in the City. <laughs> shout out to them, I too. <laughs> Whenever Full of shout outs today. Shout out to Ayos no, Ayos no shout outs. Oh, zero, zero. Right, we give you the rolly ice. <laughs> I know you guys are really gonna make me spill the beans here. But, uh, that's what we're here I'll for. I'll spill them okay. out as, as best as I can. Okay. Uh, so without throwing anybody under the bus, <laughs> without see. saying names, uh. without saying names. And if the if you're watching this and the shoe fits, then yes, I'm talking about you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know exactly. Uh, so I hire. I apply for the job. I get hired, and I'm thinking I'm gonna step away for rest from wrestling for a little bit because I want to feel normal. I want to have a nine to five job. I want to have a normal job. Now that I have a license, it's a little bit more pay. I'll be making a lot more money. I want to be consistent. This is really what I want to do other than wrestling. And maybe in the future I can, you know, manage both. And so I told them that I wrestled, but I was like, but you know what? For now I'm not wrestling, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, I get hired. I work there for a couple of months. And then coming March this year, I get invited to WrestleMania weekend, which is the nice. biggest wrestling, like wrestling weekend in wrestling times every year. Uh-huh. So I get invited. My friend Gringo, Gringo Loco, he invites me. He says, hey, do you want to be part of my show? It's for GCW and it's for World on Lucha. I said, fuck yeah. And I was like, of course, like I'll be there, blah, blah, blah. We talked about, you know, the 
the deal, how, how the deal, you know, flights, hotel, pay, all of that. And it worked out for him. It worked out for me. And so I was able to be on that show. So that I announced that I was going to be in, in, in Los Angeles that weekend. And then eventually I got hit up by two more promotions. So then I had a lot of work. But the main, all of my matches are always taken seriously. There, it's always a big step. You never know who you're going to meet at these shows. So I take everybody the same. But GCW was a show that I really wanted to do, especially that weekend, because there was going to be a lot of people, and it was just one of the best shows that there is, independent-wise, World on Lucha. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, all my friends were going to be there, like Laredo oh. Kid, Taurus, all of my friends were going to be there, so it was going to be a fun show. So I remember I found about it in February. No, it was going to be in April. I found about it in February. So at the end of February, I submitted my paperwork asking for the weekend off for April. And it was already a month ahead. I said, okay, well, I've been consistent with work. You know, I don't think I'm a bad employee and it's just for a weekend. I really don't think that I'm going to get declined. So I asked for the days off. And I just remember one morning I show up to work and the, my manager calls me and she's like, Dulce, uh, can you come to my office? I said, oh. hell yeah, I'm getting the dates off. Yeah, exactly. I'm so excited, right? <laughs> no, but as soon as she said that, I said, oh, no, what's happening? I go up and she's like, so I looked at your paperwork. You're asking for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off. You know, what's going on? We really need you here. Blah, blah, blah. So and I told her, yeah, well, I'm a professor. And, you know, I told her everything. And then she goes, well, we need someone that's going to be here, that Wax in the City is their priority, blah, blah, blah. It's so cool that you do that, but we really need someone that's here. So she basically told me that I could not go. She was like, you can't go. We're not going to give you the days off. We're not going to approve them. I already talked to the owner, and he did not approve them, so we're not going to approve them. So I remember cutting her off and just saying, I quit. Right, there's no, que no yeah. questions asked. Okay. Uh, yeah, right there on the spot. <laughs> right there on the spot, dude. And the look in her face was like, <laughs> like did you really just quit you know uh -huh, uh -huh. and i remember quitting and being scared like holy fuck what did i do right. i just quit my job i just quit the job that pays for my bills my car my stuff etc you know uh -huh. and she's like are you sure do you need time to think about it? i said no i quit uh, yes i need five days to think about it <laughs> <laughs> to think about it <laughs> so I, I i i said i can put in my two weeks She's like, okay, when do you want your two weeks to be over? So we go over, blah, blah, blah. She's like, okay, thank you. So then I get out of the office, and I still had clients throughout the day. After lunch, I had a couple. I was still fairly new, so I wasn't, like, filled with clients. But I had a couple of clients. Mm -hmm. So I remember I she calls me into the office again. And she's like, hey, I already talked to Fernando. I think it's the owner. I already talked to Fernando, and... You know, he says, to not worry about the two weeks. That two days your last day. All right. <laughs> I know. I was like, so you're basically firing me. Like, legit, you're firing me. Because although I quit, I still had two weeks, you know, right. to think about my my future, you know. So I said, that's fine. So then I took care of my clients. I go out to lunch. I come back. And when I come back, my book is closed. Mm. So I remember just being so, like, Like, they really did that to me. But it's okay. Just keep my cool. I, I got my Wait stuff. for my workers come clean. Exactly. <laughs> Since you fired me. My lawyers oh will be speaking to you. <laughs> 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 oh, 
I know. And I remember just feeling like shit, you know, I was like, oh my God. So and this I was just, right before you leaving to the big yeah, day? Yes, yes, oh yes. I, I still had like four weeks. I still had like three weeks before the big okay. day. So I was like, I grabbed my stuff. I clocked out and I left. I didn't say a word to anybody. I just took my stuff and I left. And at the time I was struggling. I didn't have a car because somebody crashed my car, which we'll talk about that. And I walked the fountains and I walked to Walgreens and I called my brother. I said, hey, can you pick me up? He's like, why aren't you at work? I said, well, I just I just got fired. So he picks me up and I remember crying. I remember just crying like, but why? Like, like all I wanted was a weekend off. You know, I wasn't mm -hmm. asking for much, you know, and Edgar, my brother, he was like, well, you need to understand that they're a corporate and, you know, don't be mad at how they function. So right. I said, you know what? That's right. Mm -hmm. I understand. So I stepped away. Um, and then after that, I was like, well, how am I going to maintain myself? I still have three weeks for me going to LA and me just trying to make this work, do sotermento work and me taking this chance mm -hmm. that I want to take so bad. Like, what am I going to do? So I remember I blew up on OnlyFans. And I blew up on OnlyFans. Yes, oh, we'll so, so link, below. What, <laughs> link below. Link below. And then it's right here. This, this is Dulce's fifth talent now. Whoever's <laughs> keeping tabs. Did you start your OnlyFans because you got fired or you already had it? I started it because I got fired, really. Mm. I needed an income. Right. You right. know, and a lot of people I know. I used to think that girls with OnlyFans looked bad for having one. Right, right. But it all depends on what continent you share. You right. know, for example, my continent is like stuff that I would share on Instagram. But instead of putting it on Instagram, it's more for my private. It's more private for my fans. Right, mm -hmm. like a fan base. Exactly. Type of thing. A fan exactly. club. Exactly. Okay. I, I don't post any bad stuff on there. If anything, I'm in lingerie. But like. That's totally. I know, mas, no mas. That's like that's it. it. You know, it's like what's hashtag. The <laughs> For those of you that want to see, do it say lingerie. We'll link all the links. I know. <laughs> He's looking it up. I know. He's like signing up right now. But, uh, <laughs> I um, you know, and at first it, I was a little shy because it's definitely who, not who I am. Right, or it's but out of the, your comfort zone. Exactly, thing. exactly. Mm -hmm. But then I started thinking, like, what's the difference between posting on social media that I'm out in Cancun in a two-piece swimsuit and the fact that I'm posting on OnlyFans that I'm in Algeria in two -piece. There's no and I'm gonna get some money. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so I'm, income. Likes, I'm gonna do it for money, right? Because um, anybody who's not supporting you will always have something to say. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So unless you're paying my rent or I exactly. <laughs> my bills, you gotta say. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So what I gotta do? It, it comes in through one year and out the other. You know what I mean? Right. And so that I use that to really sustain myself, support myself, and I did really good money. Uh, I. I I did Yay. really good money. <laughs> uh, so when I went to LA, I had money to buy food, to pay for Ubers if I needed it. You know, uh, if I had an emergency, I had the money. Oh, okay. You know, so I I went more secure about myself and my financial uh, stability then because, you know, although I lost my job, my only source of income at the time and the, the thing that was supporting me, I had my fans that were supporting me through OnlyFans and were keeping me alive, as you could say. Um, so that's really how I started my OnlyFans, actually. Um, I see OnlyFans as just yet another thing that I do, another work. Uh, it's business more than anything. And, um, 
you know, you want to see me in a thong, then sure, buddy. But it's going to be, you know, <laughs> gonna, it's going to cost it's you. It's going to cost you. Know, you. you know what I mean? Like, I started to view it more as business. We're more getting as the first work. question in. They want to see how much for a thong. <laughs> thinking is like okay so um at school i remember mm-hmm. they used to tell her well you need to make up your mind do you want to be in school or do you want to pro wrestle mm-hmm. and then at uh wax in the city they're like yes. well you do you want to wax or do you want to be a pro wrestler exactly and each time it was like wrestle uh-huh like I, better you knew, myself you knew mm-hmm. where you were going you had a vision yes and it it didn't they literally told you no yeah, and exactly. when somebody you know like no is the answer that I want to listen to. Oh so my gosh, I feel like can, that's my fuel. It can push me. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. it's definitely yeah. it's my fuel. And here now that you're mentioning that the reason for my OnlyFans, you know, the story behind my OnlyFans was because I blew up. So I have a fan who works at KVIA, the radio, mm-hmm. and he did a story on my OnlyFans. I oh. remember it said something like, "Our favorite Luchadora now has an OnlyFans, you know, for twenty five dollars a month. She's gonna unmask herself, blah blah blah." And here's her link. And so I blew up on oh, OnlyFans. Okay, cool. And I remember my friend who used to work at or still works at West in the City. She was like, "Dude, they're making fun of you because you have an OnlyFans." And I said, "What? Send in my link. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> send in my link." <laughs> <laughs> exactly so it was like oh thank god i left it was so toxic and you know they're mad because i quit on the spy well you know what i'm that woman i'm that Mm -hmm. girl that i'm not scared to take chances you know although i'm scared in the moment but later on through life and as i navigate through life and i go all my ups and downs you know and eventually i see it as a win yeah so that uh so then i go to la i had this badass match versus sexy star it's on it's on youtube for those of you that haven't seen it uh it was it was one of the matches that were talked about in the independent scene um and it definitely opened a lot more doors after that especially in the u.s and so it, it it was it definitely made me feel like okay it was worth it right you know and so now as i traveled more as i i was able to go to paris Oh, they invited me to Paris, and I remember thinking, like, oh my god, if I was still working at Wax in the City, you know, they would have, they would have probably declined my days off, mm-hmm. and I would have never gone to Paris, mm-hmm. you know. And so, I was able to save money, you know, OnlyFans as my job, and um, wrestling and selling merch and all that stuff. I was able to open up my own waxing place. So it's called Me Time, and it's a small suite for now, um, but. It's been going very slow because obviously I'm brand new. I didn't have clients at Wax in the City. So I'm really starting from scratch. But I'm very thankful for all the friends that go, that have gone and supported by my business. You know, it's like I feel like Wax in the City limited me. Well, you know what? Now I'm going to come up with my own stuff. Right, right. And I really see me time as it maybe a corporate you know especially as i travel as i have the income as i start to grow in wrestling Uh (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i'm running out of paper here (laughs) (laughs) so then you have like your own little boutique store and stuff because you one of your fans over here his name is eduardo and he had actually asked where do you buy mask rings use mask and any merch if Un, unable to attend live shows but huge fan he says so the suite that i that i rented for myself it has a small lobby it has a room where i see all my clients and then it also has another room that i'm going to turn into an office and then soon a podcast 
um, that's where I'm gonna really have stack up on merch. Oh, and cool! So take orders online, so oh, it'll, nice. it, it, it all will eventually come together. So nice. it's coming. It's getting there. It's, it's coming. coming. It's getting yes, there. Yes, okay, yes, Eduardo, yes. did you hear that? <laughs> take note. <laughs> like, although you know, if you shoot her a message, she might be able to move some things around. If you tell me that you just for being a fan, you listened about it here, then I don't know. I might. Cool. I might even deliver myself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it, it's definitely. Sometimes I'm like, oh, but why do things happen to me? Why do sad things happen to me? You know. But as I travel, as I keep going with life, eventually I see the the real results and stuff like that. And I have never, ever, 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 ever let anybody determine my future or determine or make me feel like they can. They have the power to determine my future. They right. tell me what I'm capable and what I'm not capable of doing. That is one of my biggest pet peeves, and it has definitely molded me into who I am today. Well, that's I've heard great. it so many times, you yeah. know? It's like you've been through all these challenges, but you managed right. to overcome each and every one of them. And, and, and they all just yeah. make you, like, stronger. And exactly. Like I'm more wiser. You right. Know? And but so, um, like, changing the subject a little bit. Is that all the, everything you do? Well, do, no, did, did we more. miss anything? We'll get into that in a little bit, but um, or should we get into it now? Like your foundations and stuff like that. that Which one? Oh, so well, yeah. Well, what? Ask me. What do you um, want? Like the um, don't donating uh-huh. for the kids on yes like, in memory of your mom. Yes. And stuff so like now that. that I am more independent, you know, I don't have to depend on 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 a. On a job, you know, my job right now, I can say that it's 100% wrestling, independent wrestling. Uh, I, um, and throughout my my contacts with my family's business, New Era Wrestling, we came across this uh, construction company, Mimbela Contractors, and they have been our sponsors since we started back in 2012. And they have always sponsored us, whether it's $100 or dollars you know they have always 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 been there for us and so this year me and my family stopped doing events after we brought in penta and i decided to do something nice to the community i want to be more involved i want people to not only know me for you know the luchadora that is out of el paso but i also want them to see me do getting more involved you know, in the community yeah, sure. getting to know me a lot more like that and so i decided that for coming back to school i was going to donate for heart elementary mm. and i was going to do that in loving memory of my mom because when my mom was still here well you know she always told me what a happy child she was going to heart and the cool teachers at heart you know and heart is a very uh humble school it's in segundo barrio mm-hmm. and so i reached out to the school and i didn't want to just show up with stuff i emailed the counselor the principal and i asked them more or less of the list that they really need mm-hmm. and it was more like um uniform uniforms because sometimes they don't have the fundings the parents to buy uniforms or Throughout the years, they tear, stuff like that. And uh, are you crying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Kleenex, please. Where are the Kleenex? Grab one. Take some. Take some. <laughs> I, I saw you struggling over here. So I was like, are you okay? <laughs> I don't know. That's like, I love that. I'm like, if you don't think she could, like, you know, I don't know. I just. 
like thank it's you it's not all about just you and you and stuff like that but mm-hmm. like you do a lot you do a lot for the community thank you too. thank you and i seen it i mean you know thank you thank you so <laughs> you know and it was so cute and <laughs> they really looked up they looked up to me and you know and my brother andres who came with me he was like dulce imagine the little boy that you just handed over a backpack with crayons you know markers a new uniform shirt and you know his his um, supplies imagine him going home and saying mom there was a luchadora that came today and this is what she gave me mm. you know this is what she gave the school and for that it was my brother andres he cried he was like i'm so proud of you <laughs> and mom would be so proud right right even more yeah like, I like there couldn't be a more fitting um name to the school huh yeah. Yeah, hard exactly. yeah. that's true too <laughs> yes yeah, dude and so, so I, I love that, that so i really want that to be a yearly thing um that I donate to Heart Elementary, uh, whether it's supplies, whether it's basketballs for PE, whatever it is. Uh, Mimbella, I reached out to Mimbella and I told them my project. I told them what I wanted to do, and you know they they sponsored me, um, and I was able to to do that for the kids. So it's definitely something that I want to keep doing. Nice. So we'll see. Oh, hopefully, hopefully wonderful. it happens. Yeah, and then eventually I'll start a foundation, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And stuff like that. No, you see, yeah, the list keeps going, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, um, okay, so now let's change it up a little bit. Okay. Um, how about your health? Um, how has it changed? You're an athlete. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So you really have to, I see you have a lot of posts on going to the gym and yes. stuff like that. Like, how does that, how's that? So definitely now that I, you know, Went through losing a job. Went through um, now that I work on OnlyFans because believe it or not, it's my job. Right, um, right. It has definitely changed my mentality on how I take care of myself. I oh, I would always go to the gym, but I would never go that extra mile to really take it serious and really eat cleaner, like legit clean. And you know, I was always out drinking. That was mostly a thing, and. I want to make this very clear, and I'm looking at the camera. Where's the camera? This one? <laughs> I yes. was never, I want to make it really clear. I was never like an alcoholic. I never had a problem with alcohol. I never we abused alcohol. We do get that alcohol. question a lot. Yes. yes. I never sobriety. abused alcohol. I was just your regular between my 20s. I started drinking when I was 20 through uh, five months ago. I was just going out on weekends to bars, drinking, socially drinking. Sometimes I would get, you know, too i would drink too much like too litty <laughs> <laughs> i'll get too lit or tipsy you know but i definitely uh it really hit me towards the end of this year like okay what is this gonna offer next year that's gonna be different because that's always something that i look forward to how can i make my look be different i'm a luchadora there's a million of us how can i stand out how can I be different? How can my look be different? You know, and one of them was, okay, my body, I need to look more, I need to look better and also feel better. I'm an athlete, you know, I need to take this serious because this is going to, if this is something that I really want to do, um, the change needs to happen now. And so I gave up drinking for sure. Um, and I just woke up, really, I just woke up one day and I decided that I was just not going to drink anymore. It was also my birthday. It was celebrated <laughs> in Denver. <laughs> Afterwards? <laughs> no, but leading... Okay, like so leading... <laughs> so leading up to my birthday this July 17, 2023, I was already thinking 
about stop drinking stop drinking because i felt like I, my body was just swollen i was just tired of drinking uh, i didn't feel healthy um so i was like i'm gonna uh i'm just gonna stop drinking but i never really did it so then i went out on my birthday i celebrated in denver i had a i had a match over there and um they gave me cakes and we went we went out a day prior to the event and so well i got i just had fun I was drinking and I just had fun. And um, not only was I, you know, getting lit and having fun with my friends and going to bars. I went to the Taylor Swift uh, concert Ooh, nice. through the outside. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like, heard a lot at of the people time, yes. outside. Oh, my gosh. So um, <laughs> yeah, the, promoter, yeah, the promoter was like, you guys want to go to the Taylor Swift concert? And I remember thinking like. Bro, you got money? Like, what did you say? Let me see this money. <laughs> but I remember thinking, like, you're crazy, and you know, um, I've already had a couple of drinks, and he's like, yeah, there's Taylor Swift is in town. She's at the Broncos Stadium, but they have a party outside of the of the stadium. And I was, <laughs> it sounds it. funny, right? I, I'm a Taylor Swift fan. I'm not gonna lie, I am a Swifty, but I'm not a diehard Swifty. So then we show up and there's legit a lot of girls dressed like Taylor Swift, you know. <laughs> Everybody's jamming out to the songs through the outside. <laughs> oh shit. And I start singing, shake it off, you know, shake it off. Yeah, shake it off. You know what I mean? Like I was just having fun. And it was a great experience, although I didn't get to see Taylor Swift or her concert or pay for a ticket, but I, I still had a blast outside, you know, yeah. at the at the stadium and um when i went back to the hotel uh well i had to wrestle the next day so imagine me oh, shit. i know this, this 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 is not gonna make me look good but this is the legit the breaking point yeah, yeah. This, and this is the breaking point so i i remember i woke up i i went to go eat, get breakfast and you know i'm not feeling okay as the day went on obviously i felt a little bit better i felt really good by the time i wrestled um but uh it was still a struggle to get better, you know, and although, like, and then after my, sh after the show, the day of, you know, everybody left, and we still celebrated my birthday there at the party. So here I am, socially drinking again. <laughs> I think Ray, Ray Fennings was there, Toxine was there, uh, my brother was there, the promoter was there, we just had, like, a close party, I guess, and we were all drinking, we were having fun, and they brought a cake, and they gave me roses, and it was nice. So then I fly back home, and then I was just not feeling okay. Like, I was just not feeling... Cruda. Yeah, I was feeling uh, hungover, for sure. Or, like, uh, ¿cómo se dice? Um, cruda moral. Cruda moral también. What's that? Like, you know, you on the inside, knowing that, you know, you should be living this healthy lifestyle. Exactly. Cruda realidad. La cruda realidad. Exactly. And I was, and like I was feeling... Sh shitty, feeling shitty. Pretty yes, and I felt like, oh, my God, like... Is this really how I want to live my life? I've already and 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 then it was my birthday, so I was like, I already turned twenty six. Mm. You know, like when is it gonna be enough for me to just take care of my body and myself and how I feel and stuff like that? So then I decided to just the next day I woke up and I go to the living room. I always get together with my brothers to tell them my trips and what I do and you know gossip if there's gossip. Yeah, I tell them everything. So I'm telling them and then I'm like, dude, I am gonna stop drinking. And at first, ha, 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 like, no, you're not, like, you're lying. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, I'm being legit. I'm being for real. I'm going to stop drinking because I'm tired of how it makes me feel. 
And if I want to keep doing this, you know, wrestle and look good and stuff like that, then I need to be like an athlete, feel like an athlete, you know. And then also on top of that, I was, I was, whenever I would get like lit, drunk, whatever, I would really think about my mom. And then I would miss her even more, you know. And uh, when my mom was still here, when she always told me like, hi, Dulce, you shouldn't be drinking. You know? like, You're a lady or whatever. Of yeah, the, the mom, the mom. Lorraine's heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> I think same you know you have a son. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Back to you, Dulce. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was just everything was just coming together uh, to the reason as to why I should stop drinking, and so I did. I felt disgusted by alcohol. I was just like, I just can't. I cannot. I would start to go to tailgates. And when I went tailgates, uh, you know, they get pretty rowdy and they get pretty lit. And I was scared at first to attend because I felt like I was going to get tempted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did really well. Like, I didn't drink anything. And so it's just been easy on me because I don't crave it. I don't think about it. It's not like I cannot be dulce tormenta if I don't drink. Like, no, it's just we're chill. I feel definitely feel better. I feel more athletic wise. I feel better in the gym. I've lost weight. I've lost, you know, um, my acne is getting better. Uh, my skin got a lot better. Um, it's just all the benefits that come with it. And who knows if I'll ever drink again. I'm not saying I'm never in my life going to drink again. Or who knows if I'll just get used to being sober and just not drink again. Because again, I don't crave it. I can go out with friends go out to a bar and just have fun and be sober and now my brothers will they see me as the dd for sure so they drink more uh calmly or they they drink because they know they have a safe ride home you know what i mean and i'm all i'm all for it you know i love my brothers to death and so i will always make sure that they're okay and if me being the dd is what's gonna take that's fine i don't mind really um I don't mind them drinking around me. I am starting to see how annoying they are, though. Drunk. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, my God. Like, leave me alone. Go with your friends or something. Um, But, uh, yeah. And recently, I'm five months sober. And recently, my brothers, they were planning on going out. I said, yes. I said, you know, I can go. Uh, I definitely get tired early, though. Mm -hmm. Like, it's tough. It's it's midnight. I want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, other than when I was drinking, you know, two <laughs> the the club would close at through at two. You know, where's the after party? You know what I mean. I had this crazy energy. Um, and then the, my brother started saying like, "Oh, it's because Dulce doesn't drink, man. Maybe we should just not go. Maybe we should just not drink. Maybe let's just buy a twelve pack instead of a twenty four pack. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and I don't shame them. It's like you guys can drink. It's mm-hmm. not like I'm gonna judge you guys or it's not like drinking is bad. It's just you know, you don't have to stop drinking because I stopped drinking. Mm-hmm. But um they're like, No, because we've seen how much you've like weight you've lost and you just look better overall. Um so I guess I'm starting to influence them without them, them even noticing. Subconsciously, uh, they're like, "Yeah, exactly." I want that for me too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> exactly. Good. That's good. But I'm glad you clarified because we did see a lot of your fans and your followers uh -huh. um, asking or, you know, about your sobriety. So then I think maybe that was, you know, people, uh, I guess, getting the wrong message. And it's like, no, I'm, I yeah. didn't have an issue. It was just something that you did socially, but then you just wanted to completely be sober for exactly your health and stuff yes. okay and, good and my brothers especially because i think i had just posted celebrating five months at the gym five months sober at the gym and my brothers were like i know do you make it seem like you were such an alcoholic <laughs> like like you couldn't live without alcohol you know and i said oh wow well that's not the message that i'm trying to like tell my fans you know it's right. just it's just that i was drinking i guess the normal drinking um But I just decided to stop. I just started to stop completely. And to this day, I can be around people that are drinking. I don't crave it. I could deal with everybody being drunk and I'm okay with it. You know, um, yeah, it's, it has completely changed my way of living for sure. Well, I'm not going to lie. I was one of those people when Lorraine was telling me and then I said, You know, we sat down. And I said, so, so she had a problem. Yeah, and she's exactly, like, no, exactly. No, no, that's actually why she wants to talk about it. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Because when I saw your post, I, I, I mean, I didn't know much about it. So then Lorraine clarified it and I said, oh, okay, that makes sense. Exactly. So, no, and yeah. just, um, we just want to go ahead and um, let you know that we'll be putting some information, um, you know, about substance abuse, mental health. And if anybody needs it, we'll be posting it with this podcast. Mm -hmm. oh, that's awesome. um, that way it wasn't a problem for you. We do know, know that there's and are aware that it is out there and that maybe exactly. somebody is going through it. Exactly. So yes, for sure. if you guys need the help, just know that we're all human. We all go through it. Exactly. And there's help out there. Exactly. Go tell me. Yeah, Let's talk. No, 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 that's right. I'm, I'm going <laughs> okay, through so social no, media. I just want to let you guys know we will be having a giveaway. Mm -hmm. It's a really cute giveaway. Um, we have um, Dulce's merch, mm -hmm. a T-shirt. Yes. She's going to sign it. Yes. Uh, we're going to throw in a gift card um, so you, you can take yourself out to eat. <laughs> um, and then yes. as a skincare uh, therapist myself. Is the gift card for $3 tacos or what? Because I'm down. Wow. You have to go there, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Why? Wow, what's the story behind this? Advertising our first podcast. <laughs> you got to listen to it. Yeah, listen to, the, listen to the first podcast for uh, more information. <laughs> Refer back to the first podcast. Anyways, so uh, she's going to sign it. So that's really yes. cute. Um, I Since I do see uh, Dulce here for her treatments and stuff, I'm going to throw in a couple of her favorite um, facial treatments that I sent her with. Yes. So you guys will have that and yes. kind of be there. And then lastly, to the winner, she will do a cameo. So she'll personalize it and you can have that with you. And I think that'll be really cute for our listeners. Yes. Um, now especially because a lot of people ask me for that. So yeah, this is a great opportunity. For sure. So what it'll consist of, you will need to join the, the podcast page. So Crude and Unhinged. Um, and then like and share the post and then tag a friend that you think might be interested in it or something like that. Uh, and then we'll, we'll yes. um, give the winner we'll announce the winner when the podcast comes out which will be in a couple of days maybe a week the latest mm -hmm. um but let's continue on with our since now that i'm mentioning the giveaway let's go in with the listeners questions that they sent in so we'll have oh my gosh. on the wheel throw them at me uh, i just i just spun the wheel and <laughs> you ready you ready i'm nervous <laughs> give us a drum roll here we go <laughs> da -da 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 -da. <laughs> so somebody wants to know do you have cute toes oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i 
them. Let's see them on camera. Oh, <laughs> let's see them dogs. Hey, and by the way, that was not my question, okay? <laughs> That's that's a OF material. Oh my god! <laughs> I have to pay for that. Follow OF, follow OF. Dile, subscribe to the OF, and you'll I'm find out. About to promote myself on OnlyFans because I do have <laughs> uh, feed pics in there. Uh, no, but it's so funny because so when I first, you know, I was growing on my social media. I think I posted a picture. I was watching a movie and I posted my toes. Like and ever since then, randomly, <laughs> and ever since then, my friend. Um, he responded. It was a he. He was like, for free? Question mark. And I said, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, you're showing your toes for free? <laughs> and that's when it clicked. And, and Yes, and ever since that post, I get a lot of messages. He's like, there's some market for it. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. He was watching out for me, definitely. Uh, are you trying to go on these bouts or, or wrestling matches? <laughs> Would you consider it? Are you going to go into that market with well, your shows? I think she, you do, oh, right? You do? You do have a um, Yes, yes, I, web, do. Right? Oh. yes I do. Yes, I do. Just because a lot of people ask for it. Nice. I did get a lot of questions. I think I have cute, like toes. I feel like they're not those. You look a see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has cute toes. But you guys can be the I judge. Is there something wrong with you? Don't say or no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yes, I was. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Ready for the next one? Okay, the next Drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> it's a good one um seeing your dream come to reality what are the biggest challenges it brought challenges it brought um, guess if you could pick one what do you think was the biggest challenge that it brought learning how to have thick skin for sure for sure like as i started to grow well obviously not a lot of people are gonna like you and that's completely okay and sometimes a lot of people can be mean on social media a lot of people can be mean like gossiping about you and you know i, I at first i didn't understand i'd be like but why like that's not who i am where they only like for example this just happened um i was in this situation who it was just look, looking really bad for me and I had other wrestlers there who saw the whole thing and they judged me because of a situation that happened to me. And in, in my head, I'm thinking, but why? Like, I'm pretty sure if it happened to them, they wouldn't have liked it either. Or they would have acted the same that I way that I acted, you know? And I, I used to be like, but why? Like, if only they knew what really happened or, or, or I would just cry. It wouldn't mess with my mental health. It would just mess with with who I was and it would doubt who I really was. Um, but then I learned that it comes with it. Right. And I, I need to have thick skin. I need to really, really, really be okay with my mental health, you know, and, and be able to manage these stuff. Like I don't even look at negative comments. Oh, it's gotten good. to that point. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I'm not saying like, Oh my God, everybody hates Dulce Tormenta. No, but you know, one or There's two comments. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes, 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 sure. So that's definitely a big challenge being able to learn how to have thick skin for sure. Okay. What do you say? One more? Yes. One more. Let's see. Let's see. We have good questions here. Okay. Are you down to be on any other podcast? <laughs> that is not crude in I wonder who sent this question. That one was me. I'll say that one was me. Ask her another one. Ask her another one. That was me. That one was me. Ask her another one. No, ask her another one. Ask her another one. I mean, I mean. 
lo, sin raspar muebles. <laughs> Bien raspados. Okay, here we go. Oh, this one's a good one. Because um, I wanted to know too. Are you ever getting an action figure made of you? Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, you know, like those little bob heads mm. that go in the car. That's cool. <laughs> that would be that would be awesome, right? Um, so I feel like I have somebody has tagged me on Facebook that they made a, f a figure of me into Juarez. I'm not too sure. I need to go oh, and look nice. back at it. But maybe it'll be part of my merch. You Actually, know? that would I think people really cool. would buy it. Yeah, definitely. That'd be so cool. Really, really, really cool. I know <laughs> when you're driving in the You know it'd be cool like uh if anybody like does 3D printing, that yeah. they like 3D print you and you, like sell it. That's yeah, like a cheaper yeah, way to yeah, do it. Sure. You know, yes, yes, cool. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, of getting course. all the ideas yes, open, everybody, open. Anybody that does any kind of like stickers or 3D stuff or, you know, anything you can you can send me like a sample and then maybe we can work something I can order, you know, a few. So, yes, exactly. Yeah. So people can start seeing more of my merch because right now, for example, I'm still an independent wrestler. Nobody manages me. Nobody markets me. I need to learn how to do all of that myself. So okay. I'm really just doing that by myself. Social media is on me, you know, when I go out and, and the the little merch that I have is because I've invested in it. Mm -hmm. So I really want to l always have all kinds of stuff for my fans because they really support me. And, you yeah. know, without them, I wouldn't be here I, or honestly, I wouldn't be who I've I am. Lately that I've been like posting her and everything. Her fans are really like fanning, mm -hmm. you know, like yeah, yeah people like, following, yeah, yes, and they're yes. very oh, like they're so sweet, loyal, they're very nice. and stuff yes, like that. So yes. I love that. I love they're very, that. very nice. Okay, well, we have a lot more, but if we have time, we'll come back to them. Um, for now, we want to go ahead and, you know, start uh, leading into our conclusion. It's mm -hmm. been great. But um, tell us a little bit about what is the legacy you want to leave the world and the community or your fans? Definitely that Dulce Tormenta did everything from home, which was El Paso. Because oh. I've heard a million times, why are you still in El Paso? There's nothing in El Paso. Why don't you move? Why don't you move? You know, And it's just like, I can, but El Paso is my home. And so at first, in the beginning, nobody wanted to fly me out of El Paso because it's such a small airport. Tickets are so expensive. But, you know, the fact that it has changed, the fact that I went, they flew me to Paris from El Paso, it's a huge step. I just went to Canada from El Paso. You know, I'm growing in El Paso. So not only is the Guerreros from El Paso, but also myself, my family, the Ontiveros are from El Paso. So I feel like that's the legacy that I want to keep, that I want to leave, you know, because there's a saying that says, te vas a morir, no te vas a llevar nada. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? And so it's just like, while I'm still here, I want to have a foundation. I want to donate. I want to be more involved with the community. I want people to remember all the good things that I did for El Paso. And for those generations that maybe there's a, a little girl who is a fan of Dulce Tormenta and wants to be just like me. It's like, she did it, so can I. You know what I mean? And It's just mostly inspire and all of the experiences that I've had in life. It really motivates me to just keep going keep growing like on tuesday i'm gonna go to burgess high school to train with the wrestling team with the girls and then i don't know maybe i'll start a gofundme so we can you know start something uh, i don't know get money buy them you know track suits or you know so they can look fly and cool erin jones <laughs> does that for the basketball team nice maybe i can do that for the wrestling team you know and they'll always remember dulce tormenta and that's really who i truly wanted i'm not a um i'm not a like materialistic girl i've never have been because again i come from nothing so i'm i love 
more the little things i love more you know the memories and how you impact people is really how how i want to be i want to impact people i don't want them you know like i was just telling lorraine like even if i did have the money to buy a luxury you know bag like a louis vuitton or, or whatever and still be financially stable, I'm, I'm gonna cry the day that it does happen i'm gonna cry because you know first of all i'm not materialistic it's not something that i i want every day you know i don't wake up every day and like oh my god like i'm gonna go shopping or i'm gonna go spend my money or whatever but i really want to get to that point where everything that i'm able to accomplish like it's because i did it and i accomplished it and i i i earned it you know what i mean <sighs> it's so just a lot a quick question yes uh, uh, referring to that um now seeing how you've done everything from the ground up you've literally built it yourself your family yes, has supported yes. you and everything do you, obviously you take a lot of pride in that yes do you want to continue to become an independent do you want to grow as an independent or do you eventually want to get signed and so get managed i feel like the like the goal obviously is to be signed um, you know um but for now because i used to think so when i first started i wanted things to happen now i wanted things to be like I want to sign right now. I want to sign right now. And why am I not signing right now? You know, but if it's not my time, it's not my time. I've learned that in wrestling. And the fact that I'm able to just grow to the person that I am today and the wrestler that I am today as an independent, as me doing everything from home, as me doing everything from my iPhone, you know, it's just like, imagine when I do get signed or imagine when I do get there, you know, a lot of people are going to know me. A lot of people are going to, I would rather go through all the experiences the good and the bad the good wrestling the bad wrestling and everything and then get there and people be like oh my god i saw her when she was in her independent days right, right. you know then for me to just show up to the big stuff and people have no idea who i am no background no story no nothing so signing is the goal but for right now i'm okay with just doing it all like by this. myself yes and so with you saying, you know, that the main goal is to get signed and all, you know, obviously that comes with a lot of success yes. and stuff. Um, do you feel that um, some men may feel intimidated by you? Yes. I mean, I'm like, yes, your right strength, away. your success. <laughs> um, Career-wise, you know, Right. Yeah, so I feel like career-wise for sure, because most of the men that have, quote-unquote, left El Paso to wrestle are men. And I have encountered most of them, and it has not been a good experience um dating wise for sure i was just you know i've i've it's so weird so i don't have time to date i don't i really don't i my mind is more into like my business gym um my family and wrestling so when i do give the time of the day to a guy it's like uh, i regret it instantly just because they, they they don't give me the vibe of like I'm like I'm a man and I can protect you. Right. You know what I mean. And so I feel I'll body slam you exactly. Right here. Yes, so, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like they make me feel like I'm the alpha. You know uh -huh. what I mean? It's just like it's just not it. Like Lorraine was asking me, would you ever date a fan? And I said, you know what? I went on a date with a fan. He took me out to to we went to lunch actually, and it was so nice. It was you know he's a cute guy. He's very handsome. And we got to know each other, but it was just not it because he was like fanning on me hardcore. On dulce tormenta, yes, not on dulce the person tormenta. behind the mask. Yes, dulce tormenta, hardcore. And it was just like, you know, I idolizing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, I do lucha libre twenty four seven. I one time to just, 
you know, get to know someone and not maybe not talk about wrestling so much. Mm-hmm. Or if I do talk about wrestling, I want you to understand what I'm talking about, what I really go through. And he couldn't. And so um, nicely, I said, you know what? He invited me out again. And I said, hey, you know what? Well, I, I can. I'm busy, you know. And it's not because I'm mean, but I promised myself that I would never lead somebody out if I'm not interested. And that's right. just being completely honest you know uh it did happen like with one guy um another guy who invited me out to dinner i said yes and you know we went out to dinner and everything was nice everything was cool but i really saw it as a getaway i was just like okay i need to get out of the house i'll say yes to this guy to go have dinner and then he invited me out again i said yes and then he invited me out again and then he's like well he's really trying to like tell me his feelings how he feels about me and it's like oh my god no what did i do like i was really just trying to <laughs> i was just trying to have a third meal <laughs> <laughs> um, but i i i noticed that i was leading this guy on without me even realizing it you know because those yeah. were not my intentions and i talked to him and i said hey you know what well you know what uh, i told him x y and z and he understood and um he sees me on social media as my personal Instagram, and um, he he's a really support, really good supporter, and I'm really thankful for that. I have never broken anyone's heart, at least I don't think so. Um, but message is coming in right now. I'm saying otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like men wise, um, like the like for example, I was really good friends with this wrestler. I'm not going to say names, but he's a very well-known wrestler. He's an international wrestler. And, you know, he has always been my friend. We've been really good friends. And so he was going through a divorce, and I was there for him. We were cool. And I'm I'm thinking in my head, right, like, oh, well, I'm going to be his friend. I'm going to be there for him. And so I'm there for him, blah, blah, blah. And then as time went on, he was like, hey, you know what? Well, I think maybe we could be more than friends. Do you want to be more than friends with me? And I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah, just have fun. And I would be like, that is so disrespectful. But I remember thinking into my head, like, what? Okay. Do you- <laughs> but, yes. but fine, I'm agree oh, okay. to it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember just thinking, so I was, I remember just feeling disrespected. Right. And I told him, no, like, como crees? I only see you as a friend. Plus, you are married to my friend. Like, that is just not okay. You know what I mean? And, and I remember he kept like, like really going after it. And I told him, no. I said, no, why don't you get in line? Because there's a lot of guys that, that would want why to do that. Why don't you take a ticket exactly. right here? Here we go. And after I said that, and after I said that, dude, I hit him in his ego. Yeah, I hit him, give him right the there, ego, right the there. ego jugular. Yes. Never, you'll never hear from them again. After that, he blocked me. He unfollowed oh me. My and, God. and it's just like, fucking man, dude. Like, yeah. like and he's a grown man too like just grow up dude i said no you know what i mean and another situation locally he's a star he was an ex-star somewhere and he invited me to his kid's birthday party i said yes i show up we're cool we're friends we come from the same high school i'm thinking oh my god this is such a nice dude my mom had just passed away, so he said, come to my kid's party so you can have other things to think about, so you're not home thinking about, you know, your mom, and I agreed. I go. When it's time for me to leave the party, he walks me to the door, and he grabs me, and I remember going, like, like, what are you doing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I, 
He's all like going. He's all getting ready to go ninety while I go ten. No, <laughs> you're like you do know I can body he's slam like, you right oh here. Oh my right gosh! Now. I remember just like pushing away, and he was like, he was like, I re- what are you doing? I already told everyone that you're mine and that you're gonna be mine, and and I remember thinking like, what? psycho. I said, excuse me. I said, excuse me. I'm not yours or no one's. And then he's like, he gets, he gets so upset. He's like, te gustan los cacas. And then <laughs> you're laughing about it, Lorraine. And I was like, who? <laughs> and then I'm gonna start one. <laughs> oh my god! And then. Um, I remember thinking, like, saying, like, what the fuck are you talking about, you know? So I walked back to my car. I said, you know what? Bye, dude. I thought you were doing something nice for me, but no. Like, fuck you. Exactly. That was his intention. Dude, like, okay, we just literally went to a kid's party. And my mom had just passed. Yeah, so he was, was he trying to take advantage of yeah, that? Yeah, the situation or oh what's going God. on here? So I went home. I told my brothers. My brothers were, like, so pissed, right? And I'm like, it's okay. I know how to defend myself. Um, because of past experiences, as we're going to get to right now. And... Um, I go on social media, blocked, blocked, dude. Oh my god! Yes, it's just like, what the fuck's wrong with these men? Like, yes, like (laughs) I don't have to like sleep with everyone to Mm -hmm. get a place in the wrestling business, you know. And I feel like that's exactly where I hit them, you know. And especially as a woman, imagine how they feel. Like, oh my god, this girl out of nowhere is getting somewhere, and she said no to me. Mm-hmm. imagine how angry you could be right. or whatever the case is you know um another situation let me see what's another situation that i had to go through um i uh, my brother actually my brother he went to a wrestle in a local show here in el paso and he met with this referee and he comes home and he's like dude i saw so and so and he made me so uncomfortable i said why he said because he told me that if you ever need a real man to hit him up what for your own brother (laughs) oh my god and and i remember just like the awkwardness i know and i was like what did you say he's like bro i just walked away like what do you say to that you know i was just like fuck no and i walked away and then he goes ha 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 i'm just kidding uh huh. Oh yeah, when he saw god. the awkwardness uh-huh. oh my god so it's it's just like i appreciate my friends who are truly my friends and have stayed my friends and they respect me you know i've gone through those situations and the most strongest one was a local wrestler sexually assaulted me and so that is one of the reasons why i don't let men just fucking want to do whatever they want because it's it's just not like that i'm not like that you know it happened to me once it will never happen to me again is that one of the reasons why you don't wrestle here in el paso yes that's exactly the reason why i don't wrestle here in el paso um because you want to talk about it yes i do without saying names (laughs) (sighs) but because i want to talk about it because you know this man has obviously there's two sides of the story and this man has really taken his time to talk about his side of the story and i've heard about it through people so the other day i was doing a signing with a for a book and this man comes up and he brings up this family and this legacy and i'm thinking to my head like like i fucking hate them you know well no i don't don't hate them but it's just like 
oh, like if only you knew what they did to me, you know. Um, he's and I told him, oh, I don't, I don't support them. I don't fuck with them. And he, the guy said, yes, I know. I said, what do you mean? He's like, I know what happened. And in my head, I'm thinking, no, you don't. No, you don't. You have no idea what happened. You know, I met my friend. She's from Chile. She just moved to Mexico City. Uh, I'm La Catalina. That's her name. And she traveled to Tijuana. And I met her in Tijuana. And we uh, it was the first time that I met her. And we're getting to know each other. She's a really nice girl. She's a really good friend. And she goes, hey, can I ask you something? I said, yes. She said, have you ever dated this guy? Did you ever date this guy from El Paso? I said, oh, my God, he's such a nightmare. Like, I was seeing him, but it was never official. She goes, well, he made sure that everybody knew in Mexico City at Bandido's gym that he was dating. He used to date you and that you were crazy for him. And when he broke <laughs> up with you, you went crazy and stalked him in his house and what? didn't leave him alone. Oh my God. I remember being so angry. <sighs> And I told her, well, did he tell you that he did this and this and this and this and this to me? She goes, no, he didn't say that. I said, of course. And so it's very important for me to talk about it because I do get asked a lot. So I stayed away from the wrestling scene because everybody thinks they know. Mm -hmm. uh, just the other, uh, a couple of months ago, I went to go wrestle for PWL and I, I was going to be their first woman to be there and you know i told them my wrestling fee they said well you know what can you work with us you know we're just starting i said yes for sure i'm here to support you guys to support more local and they're like can you come in to do some promos or video i said yes i show up first thing he tells me i know what happens between what happened between you and this guy we don't want any problems is that literally the first thing they told you yeah oh my god and i remember just being angry and being dude you have no idea what happened like don't get in my business mm -hmm. like that so I'm ready to talk about it. It's been two years now, and I'm ready to talk about it. Maybe in five years from now, I'll be I'll be ready to talk about who did it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, or maybe if you're watching this, you will know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, but I was dating this guy, and uh, my heart is racing. And uh, we were getting to know each other, blah, blah, blah. And along those lines, uh, I had booked a show in San Antonio, and I booked him with me. It was an intergender match show. And so I said, you know what, we'll drive, we'll take my car. At the time, my car was 2023. No, 2022. So this was two years ago. It was a brand new car. And uh, we traveled to San Antonio. We drive back. And on our drive back, he falls asleep on the wheel. And we crash. Oh my God. And when we crash, I'm sleeping in the passenger seat. My younger brother is behind me. And I remember I was relaxed in the car and my ankles just boom. I, I just felt like I broke something. I wake up. I'm scared. I think my car is on fire. Everything is everything is just like, and nothing is making sense. I was just asleep, you know. This guy is like, oh, my God, I feel asleep, you know. It's just so irresponsible of him to do that. So at the time, I was more thankful that we didn't die, right. that we didn't roll over. So I said, you know what, don't worry about the car. We'll, 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 we'll take care of it when we get home. But I need to call the cops. I had never crashed ever in my life. Mm. I had to call the cops. He's like, no, 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 don't call the cops because I have warrants and they're going to take me. So he kind of like scared me. Mm. And of course, I was with this guy, so I didn't want him to be taken to jail. Mm. So I said, OK, you know what? We'll take care of it when we get home or just pay me back. Of course, right? My mistake. So we get home and the next day we had to drive to Tucson for another wrestling show. 
and he's like we're gonna go in my cousin's car and we're gonna drive to tucson and you know everything's gonna be okay just leave your car at my house so your parents don't see it it's really a stressful situation <laughs> the fact that i have to hide it from my parents right so we get in this car we drive to tucson and the whole time i'm just angry i'm just mad i'm worried how can this fucking guy fall asleep behind the wheel we could have died you know where could i be right now everything was just going through my head so irresponsible i'm thinking and i remember just being mad at him and i remember thinking as soon as i get back to a pastor bro this is it i'm gonna break up with you i'm gonna just i don't want to be with an irresponsible person like that so we wrestle and i'm still mad and i'm still angry and then they had booked us a hotel. Obviously, I was going to spend the night with him. And I just remember being disgusted and, and, and feeling like, I just can't be with this guy. And he sexually assaulted me, unfortunately. And it makes me feel so weak as a woman. Kleenex. Because I feel like I wasn't able to stand up for myself. And it's other than that, it's embarrassing, you know. Um, a lot of people are gonna see this interview. My brothers, my family, and a lot of people don't know. And these are the things that I wish I would have told my mom. Um, a lot of younger girls follow me, and you know, this person that they idolize and they look up to, you know, what happened to her? She was sexually assaulted by a man, and uh, I just remember. If you've never been in that situation, you will never understand. But if you have, you just freeze. Like, you just can't do anything. And I just remember telling, I just remember saying, no, I don't want to. I want to go home. Um, so then I remember the next morning I confronted him. And I told him, I said, I said, hey, you know what? That was not okay. I said, no, and you should have understood that. And I told him, like, it's just not okay, dude. I was so angry. And I remember he looked at me dead in my eyes and he laughed. And he said, you think people are going to believe you? I come from a generation. I come from a family that is well known in El Paso for wrestling. He laughed in my face and he said, now you're going to use that against me. Don't act like you didn't like it. I was so angry. And I remember driving home and... uh at the time, I was texting my friend, who's a wrestler. And I was like, I was mad. So I was like, hijo de su puta madre. Like, this guy just did this and this and this. And it was not okay. I didn't want it. I was, I, I just didn't want it to happen to me. And mm -hmm. no means fucking no. And this guy didn't know about it. So we drive back to El Paso. Whatever, life goes on. He never paid me back. I sued the guy for not paying me. My mom passed away. I was just going through it. I sued him. We went to court. He didn't show up. He didn't pay me back. And right there and there, I just decided to let it go. Mm -hmm. But how could I let it go if he did more than just crash my car? Right. Um, and uh, if you're the guy that I like right now and you're watching this, I'm so sorry. Like, I feel like I was going to tell him this last time that I saw him, but how can I? It just makes me feel like all the things that I just talked about, you know, all the accomplishments and things that I've done. It makes me feel like they don't matter because this happened to me. 
And um, I've just gone through it, really. And it's been two years since then. And I feel like it's just my time to talk about it and to really, like, explain to the people. Because fans, it's not their fault, you know. But it, it has just really made me feel like I cannot be involved in El Paso's independent scene because everybody thinks they know mm-hmm. and everybody judges me for what they think they know but um you know they really don't know the real story behind it just the other day like when it had barely happened and I was still silent about it because I was scared I was scared that this guy might have been right you know when he told me that nobody would believe me I thought he was right and uh I saw his father, and he wanted to say hi to me. He extended his hand, and for the first time after that, I stood up for myself. I said, don't you dare say hi to me after what your son did to me, and he walked away, and if you do that in the wrestling world and the indie scene, it's like, oh my gosh, he's so disrespectful for not saying hi to such a big generation wrestler father, but it's like, well, what do you mean? Like, his son literally crashed my car, never paid me back, and sexually assaulted me. That man doesn't deserve my respect. That family doesn't deserve my respect. If anything, I will never talk shit about them. I just ignore them. I just look the other way. Even right now, I'm courteous enough to not name him. But, you know, if the shoe fits, then wear it. You know, if you know who I'm talking about, then you know who I'm talking about. Maybe I was strong enough two years later to talk about it. Maybe I'll be strong enough, I don't know, five years from now to say who did it or to name the guy. You know what I mean? But. It's a real story, and again, it has impacted the way that I see dating, specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, I just met this guy. I was talking to Lorraine about it. I always come in here, and I'm like, oh, my God, I really like this guy, because he's respectful. Mm -hmm. At no point has he ever made me feel like he doesn't respect me or he doesn't respect my decisions you know no means no and it doesn't matter who it is you know it could be your boyfriend it could be your girlfriend it could be your husband your wife no means no and who knows maybe you'll add that to the list i'll 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 I'll, I'll become an advocate is that how you can say it for sexual assault because it's real and uh, there's a few people that know about this uh there's this wrestler her name is safiro and I remember just telling her, just breaking, I was at my breaking point. I told her, like, I know you're not going to believe me, but this is what happened with this guy and this wrestler and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And she looks at me dead in my eyes and she tells me, I believe you. And yeah, I just remember, difference. yes, exactly the difference, right? And I remember just having, like, this relief. And she told me, when you're ready, you're going to talk about it. My friend, another wrestler from Dallas, she spoke about her sexual assault. And I remember texting her and telling her, you're so fucking strong. Like, I wish I could do that. And she said, you will when it's your time to talk about it. And so I feel like it has made me an even stronger person, but it hasn't. I don't know. I'm just in in, in between, like, like the, this guy that I like, right? Um, I told him like i had never dated a wrestler and you know by stuff like that but in reality like i lied to him because i had this thing with this local wrestler which has who is nobody you know like but i i still felt like telling him but how can i tell him that i got sexually assaulted you know what i mean it's just right. Right. how do you tell him without powerful telling him? yeah like it's it is very powerful um what happens regardless of how strong and independent we think that we are yes uh, something like that 
is or no you're a wrestler you mm -hmm. can easily use something but mm -hmm. the reality is that men are a different breed yes they're stronger yes and there's a point where you just become so little to them like okay especially in a vulnerable situation like yeah that, you know what i mean um and so i feel like it doesn't matter how strong you could have been physically i i've been in a position where a man is like was stronger mm -hmm. and it they put you in a position like that yeah exactly. and and it doesn't make you any less stronger or any we don't see you any different exactly you know what i mean and oh, i know exactly. that you might feel like you feel a little bit more vulnerable now yeah exactly. and like out yeah, in the open and stuff but i mean it's situations like that are the ones that make you stronger, stronger. The but these are the healing situations yes, you know? yes i mean yes, talking yes. about it is yeah. a different type of strength basically yes and at one like it makes me very ashamed like embarrassed to talk about this because this is the real dulce tormenta you know um but i really need to put myself out there and my experiences for people to understand especially like that one fan that asked you why don't you rest on a peso well That's this is why. the real reason, right. you know? And, and it's not their that, fault. Again, we go back to the same thing. Maybe there's somebody out there that has gone through the same thing. And yeah. they don't have the courage exactly. to accept it. Exactly. Or just say, I was a victim of exactly. this. And you you bring exactly. And you're bringing awareness. You know, yeah, you have a following. Awareness. You have fans. And exactly. bringing awareness. I mean, anybody can bring awareness. But you do have a big following. And, you know, hopefully, um, if there's anybody also out there that that went through this, is going through this, yeah. they can look up to you and see that it is possible to talk about it. It is possible to heal from it. And exactly. it is possible to learn from exactly. it. Exactly. And, um, you know um we'll also be linking some additional information regarding the national sexual assault hotline if you know anybody feels like you've been through this situation you want to talk about it um just like dulce did today you know it means a lot that you opened up to us yeah. and hopefully yeah. if you don't have that person that you can open up to then you know there's always a resource to mm -hmm. find to get and we'll be happy to link it well thank you girls thank you girls and you know after this whoever sees this Like, I'm all ready for it. Because I know I'm going to hear she's mad because he broke up with her. I know I'm going to hear she's so dramatic. I know I'm going to hear she put herself in that situation. Mm -hmm. You know, I know I'm going to hear all these comments. But really, like, I don't want... And I also don't want my Instagram or Facebook to be bombarded with, like, I'm so sorry this happened to you. Like, no. It happened to me. Okay, let's move forward. Like, support right. me instead. Share my stuff. You know, buy my stuff. You know, You know, look my look at my matches on YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. You know, let's move forward because it's a very dark place for me to look back and put myself in that situation again. And I feel like I haven't done that in two years. You know, I've always tried to avoid it, avoid it, avoid it. Not think about it, not think about it. Oh, so I really wanted to touch on this now that I'm thinking about it. Um, so remember the guy that I texted that was my wrestling friend that I told him that it had happened to me the moment it happened to me? So this year... Um, he was gonna wrestle this guy one on one and my friend was gonna wrestle this this guy and um i saw the match card on facebook and within an hour he calls me he's like dulce i'm gonna wrestle the guy that fucking did this to you <laughs> and then i said yeah i saw and he's like he's gonna pay for it i said you don't have to 
but I would be greatly appreciated. But you don't have to. I was like, you don't have to, but you were definitely the only person that I've told and that knows what really happened. The moment it happened, I texted you and I talked to you about it. You don't have to, but you know. But, but, but you know <laughs> nobody knows that you know so <laughs> uh, so the, the day of the match comes and he sends me the link he's like this person's gonna record it live and just i just want you to watch it bro he got his ass whooped and you know in his mind he's thinking oh my god i had this badass match with this superstar he's, he's a superstar he's like um he, he probably had no idea, but in reality, bro, like, this superstar beat your ass because of how you treat women, because of how you treated me. There was a motive behind mm-hmm. it. Yeah, there exactly. Was, he had exactly. Mo- yes, 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 yes. To- Yet again, wrestling is real. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you, you come to think, like, it's such a small world. Like, yeah. if you're a shitty person, shitty things are going to happen Right, to right. And he's a perfect example. Well... Wherever you so are, yeah. you trip and fall and break all your teeth. <laughs> no, and that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't even wish him bad. Like, you know, this, like I said, it's such a small world. Karma. I believe in karma, and you know, when you do bad stuff, bad stuff does happen to you. Right. And if, I, I hope he has learned his lesson. Especially what happens after this. Like, I want to look in the camera and say, my intention is not to cancel this person as a wrestler. My intention is for just to tell my story because whether I like it or not is part of who I am. Right. 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 And whatever you guys decide to do after this is up to you guys. <laughs> if you guys want to look up who it is or kind of have an idea or you know whatever you want to do, it's up to you. I'm not here to cancel anybody or to wish bad on anybody it's just my experience as a woman my experience with this person so yeah well dulce i mean i'm 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 without words right now <laughs> i've learned wow. I've, I've, I've learned about dulce tormenta yeah. and like if this, you didn't know who yeah. dulce was before now you do Good. <laughs> yeah and you know i would suggest googling her and stuff because there is a lot of articles on her oh yeah there yeah, is yeah there is it's so crazy mm-hmm. that you can google i my brothers google me all the time yeah, yeah i saw some That's youtube insane. uh stuff uh, i was doing youtube <laughs> yeah, right oh, now, like, right. what, what she match was this? The article. She sent you the article. Is this it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, give us the link. Pinita, huh? yeah. 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 That link de este, that match she was just talking about. I want to see oh, who yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll send it to the, yeah. the range. She can send wanna, it to you. Do uh, leave your, your social media handles and everything you do? Yes, so I do. Yes, I do. So um, do you, I just say them or? Yeah, oh, yeah, so I them. have, first of all, I have Instagram as Dulce Tormenta. I have Facebook, Dulce Tormenta. I have TikTok, Sweet Storm 915. I really don't use TikTok. Maybe I should. Maybe we can do a TikTok right oh, now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have YouTube, Dulce Tormenta. I have Only my OnlyFans, Only <laughs> Dulce Tormenta. <laughs> uh, and uh, you guys can follow me on social media. Um, and remember, don't feel bad for me. I don't want to hear, oh my God, I'm just not, just support me. Let's move forward. Follow me on all social medias. Let's make my social media blow up. You know, let's make this into something positive because it's, it's been two years now. I have forgotten about it you're in a different place exactly. now you're going places yes, exactly. so that's where exactly. we're at right now guys exactly let, let him feel super small let it 
that be his karma. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> him who? <laughs> well, it was great meeting you, Dulce. This this was my first time meeting you, and it's been great. Thank oh, you for thank coming, you. and thank you for opening up to us. Um, you know, it's it was wonderful to know. Oh, yeah. the well, you Dulce guys are so sweet. You guys thank are you for so supporting. Sweet. Um, obviously, you know this project. Yes, um, of course. So I'm and really I'm gonna grateful. share and everything. Yes, I'm really grateful. On good old Cruden and Hinge. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I decided to do this podcast, though, I really thought like, like right now when I talked about my mom, I know I kind of you know couldn't get it together, but I couldn't get it together because I know that this is gonna get out there. But you know, thinking that I'm here with Lorraine, that I'm here with you, it definitely makes me feel like I can really talk about these things and yeah. And you know, you um, take a different way because definitely. all my interviews are always like wrestling, 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 and this was definitely something different. So. Really you know, cool. honestly, we do this all the time in our treatment room. Yeah, you that's know? true. Like, this is something. I'm, I'm like her therapist. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You guys just added a microphone today. And the mask. And the mask. Yes, yes. I have the privilege of knowing her without the mask. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, thank you so much for coming again, and thank we truly you. do appreciate it. And we'll we wish to see a lot more growth out of you yes, and the superstar you. that you're about to become, thank because you, it's in so the works much. for thank sure. You, thank you. I appreciate Any last Thanks, words girls. anybody no what do you think about this podcast this whole situation I personally think it's awesome it's so different from my podcast but I mean I love it uh thank you for opening up I mean I know we barely met too but for you even to share your stories, it's it's awesome. I, got, I feel like I, I got to know you. I feel like I'm one of your homies now. It's weird. It's weird. I feel like, cool. I, feel like I grew cool. up with you now, like in what you said in, in Juarez and then coming over and doing, like, I feel like I grew up with you now. It's, it's so crazy. Awesome. It's weird. No, but so I appreciate cool. you. Um, Yeah. If you want to follow us at the bro.monroe.show or yes. follow me, the.notorious.ray. I mean, it's all I got for, for, you know, for Lorraine. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank well, so that's, much. So, that's a Thank good you. feedback. And that's really the whole point of this whole, yes. this whole thing. Yeah. For sure. Thank you, guys. Uh, we'll be back for episode five. Till next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>